What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 117 of the Taste of Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Quick reminders, you got a week left to download and play City Skylines and Farm Simulator 19, both offer free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this week for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. Let us know we thought of them. Also, uh, oddly enough, PlayStation has come out and officially said that Call of Duty World War II will be one of the games for June. Because it'll be downloadable as of the 26th. Yeah, early. So yeah. that's a weird one. So I don't know if we're going to still get two games in June with that. They've done that before. Mm-hmm. Or if that's... One game is going to be early. The other game will be revealed later and come out later. Like on time. Yeah, it's a weird system. Um, I'm sure everyone's super excited for Call of Duty World War II. As a Call of Duty fan, that was a pretty okay one. Not that great. I mean, I didn't play it, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be talking about that as well, but make sure to download those fucking games I said to download because you're running out of time to do that. Also, our game of the month is Pagan Online Randomly Picked. Uh, it is a top-down, isometric, action-based uh, RPG fucking Diablo type thing. Play that. Um, and we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> on Game of the Month. Uh, type in hashtag STLG if you want your comments to be considered to be on TasteCast. We're going to have a segment in this TasteCast where we'll be reading your comments and replying to them. And if you'd like to be a part of that next time, make sure to type in hashtag uh, STLG. I forgot what the fuck it was. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. Um, yeah, so TastyCast, typically start every TastyCast with what we've been playing. My list is very short because I've been playing like two games. So uh, I'll just go first. Fuck it. Um, so been playing more Hunt Showdown. I am level 90-something. I have 90-something hours in the game. Um, and, uh, I'm getting close to prestiging, which is cool. Uh, I'm getting better at the game and better and better. I'm having really good matches. I'm also having real shit matches. Um, I think I ran into my first hacker, which is good. It's only the first one. Um, also ran into like two assholes so far in 90 hours. So the community is pretty decent. The decent ratio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, still love that game. Love it to death. I do plan on hitting 100. I do plan on prestiging. I ran into a level 36th prestige. Ooh. Yeah, that guy's put a lot of fucking time Ooh, that, into that game. That's his game. Yeah. 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 Um, also, uh, if you watched my uh, highlights video, which just came out recently, make sure to check that out. Uh, there was a dude that I was playing with in there that I think was like eight prestiges in and uh, he took it upon himself to uh, take me under his wing and show me the ways of, of Hunt uh, Showdown uh, while I uh, saved his ass many times and uh, beat the boss for him. And then when he was like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go to the extraction. You need to stay close to me. Be swift. Be quick. And I was like, OK, we're just going north northeast. OK. And I just like ran that way. And I ran past him. I'm like, I'll, I'll see you there. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't run into people that like that very often, but he wasn't a dick, but it was just really funny that he's just like, they're this way, follow me. I'm like, hey, well, if I see someone, I'll shoot him. Don't worry about it. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I've been playing, if I've been playing any game for 90 hours, I, I would I would hope I am at least slightly aware of how that game plays. You have a, a mild proficiency, at least. Yeah, if you're 90 hours into any game and you're just like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'd be like, wait, why are you playing it? Which is just idle. <laughs> yeah, you just sit there staring at it. Everybody else take, takes care of everything for you. Um, 
But yeah, all in all, I, I could sit here and just gush on that game. I still would definitely grade it like an A, A minus. Um, I love it. I really hope they add some kind of um, story element to it because I think that that's the one thing this game's missing is something that kind of you know makes everything make sense, I guess. Um, also, uh, shout out to it being on PS4 and Xbox right now and has cross-play on those two things, not on PC. If you're playing against PC people, you'd be getting fucked um, big time. Uh, but, uh, if you play on PS4 or, um, Xbox, you can play together, which is pretty cool. Although there is some problems with the game right now, I guess, uh, some stairways are invisible. You can still walk up on BC right through them. And there's some walls that you can see through, which is kind of annoying. People are talking like it's never going to get fixed. Of course it'll get fixed. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that does kind of suck because it's a game that, uh, you know, if it can find life on console, uh, that'd be really good. So I would hate uh, those bugs to kill its potential because this game is a game that was overlooked for years and I feel like right now it has a chance to um, get the following it deserves and uh, and yeah so hopefully people enjoy it on console uh, that's kind of funny too because I had kind of brought it up uh, when you had first talked about it booming you know years after it came out mm-hmm. it seems to be becoming more and more common and I, I, I had kind of said that I feel like that is attributed to just the sheer number of games that exist now that it takes games some games a lot longer to just like catch on at this point well this game came out by crytech on steam on pc only it's a fucking cowboy game where you're using single action revolvers and lever action bolt action rifles it's got monsters it's graphically intensive and it's highly competitive hmm. so it already is kind of going like Who's our audience? Yeah. Um, and then when it came out, because I bought it when it came out, um, it had it took forever to load into a match. That was the biggest thing that, that killed it for me. And uh, it did not run well. It wasn't optimized very well. Now it runs way better than it did. I mean, it runs on console now. But uh, those uh, loading times are so much better now. Like, that was the biggest thing. I was trying to get into a match and take, like, I think one time it almost took 20 minutes. I was like, I'm not waiting 20 minutes to get into a match to shoot at people and die instantly and have to wait another 20 minutes to get into a match. Yeah. So I refunded it and then fucking forgot about it. And then I heard it picking up fucking steam, all pun intended, um, again. And I was like, cool, I'm going to try it out. And I, I just fucking love it. It's, it's the game that I that I wanted it to be when I first bought it. So um, it is. it seems to be finding life again, which is nice. Um. Which is good because some games don't get that second chance, yeah. or they get like a remaster later. But this this isn't that kind of game, so for sure, it's just been existing. There's 36th prestige people. I guess I, th- I think the most prestige you can do is 50 in that game or something like that. Jesus. So I'm sure somebody's done it. So they're going for it. Yeah, for sure. That's fucking bragging rights amongst I guess anyone who plays Hunt. But uh, but yeah, pick it up. It's uh, it's definitely worth it. I think it's still on sale right now. Pretty sure. It's like forty five percent off, which is fantastic. I was jokingly saying, like, how can I buy it again? I want to buy it a second time, um, just to support them. So, uh, yeah. And then randomly started playing Conan Exiles again. That was also on sale for twenty bucks, which is a fucking steal. Um, and uh, for anyone who who hasn't been following the channel, uh, we played this for Plus Club. Yep. A while ago on PS four. Um, we ended up really liking it. Oh yeah. Um. I think Chris was kind of like, it was, it was pretty good, but like me and you ended up like really liking it, but me and you played together, he played alone, so that's kind of a big difference too. Yeah, we also played a lot. We played a lot. I put like 100 hours yeah. into it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so I played the fuck out of it, and uh, I really enjoyed it on PS4. Uh, I thought it was really impressive that they even run it on there. It looked fine, I thought. Um, it played <laughs> fine, I thought. Uh, it didn't lag, I thought. Um, and uh, the servers ran great, I thought. Uh, they do. They do, actually, on PS4. They should not be able to allow you to make servers run that well on PS4, and they did. So I'm not going to take that from them. But then I play over on PC, and holy shit, that, that game <laughs> looks fantastic. Has a dong slider. Uh, if you want to see that, uh, Chris is definitely not shy about his. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's like running around looking for Chris. I look over, and there's just a guy in like a tribal mask, fucking leather shoulders and, and sleeves. And then just down below, no pants. Just blowing in the wind. And I was like looking at him. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like... I just killed all these guys over here and runs over there and it's just this bare smooth ass running off over there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> look like some Mad Max show. Scary. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I started playing that 20 bucks. I was like, dude, I actually really liked that game on PS4. And I, I thought, you know, if I, if I was going to play on PC, it'd probably be a better experience. And it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Um, in my first day kind of dabbling, I made a server. I'll be putting that in the discord soon. So you guys can join that if you want. Um, but within testing my server, essentially, uh, I put 12 hours into the game. <coughs> so I sat down, played it for 12 hours yesterday. So um, definitely still like that game. Um, it was really easy just to do that. Or he started building a giant compound. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting more ambitious than I got the first time we played it. Just because I know that was something that was great. Is fucking getting into that game again knowing everything yeah. already like i was able to just fucking leap forward and get things going um and uh yeah i'm already working with iron right now i'm tor i'm creeping towards steel um i have a big sandstone compound i'm working on right next to the area that's another thing too is like knowing the map a little better even though that map's gigantic there's so much of that map i've i've, I've pretty much been on 15 to 20 percent of the map yeah playing in like the hundred hours I put in on PS4. So with that knowledge of the map that I know, uh, I just moved in right next to where the iron's at in that area. There's other areas with iron in that area, but that was the area I was uh, used to going. Me and Chevy used to go on these like fucking <laughs> journeys. We'd be down in the South and then we just like go, okay, we're going to be gone for a couple of days and we'd like feed the pets. And then we'd like put our backpacks on and just start fucking trekking through the fucking <laughs> the wilderness until we got to the iron uh, encampment and we would get a bunch of iron load up and then walk back and then fucking melt it all down there and i'm like i'm not doing that this time so this time i just built right on top of it um and it seems to be working because i'm i'm kind of flying through the levels i'm flying through my feats i think i'm like level 31 32 right now although chris and uh i think cody were already moving towards 20 in the time they played so um which is pretty good so as long as you're doing those journey objectives and stuff, you get a pretty good chunk of experience every time you do that. Um, and yeah, I made that server. That server will be accessible for people whenever I uh, post that in the Discord. Um, and uh seems to be running pretty well, which is good, except for sandstorms for some reason. I was in a sandstorm today I was playing, and I was in a sandstorm that wasn't doing damage to me. It was just the animation. I was looking around. I was like, this is creepy. Yeah, you said before that some of them were there, but not visually. I'll just be like in a field taking damage, and I look over and it says sandstorms happening. I'm like, is it? I'm just like look around. It's like nice out. And I just run into the house and hang out for a second. I've seen like 
two sandstorms that actually work the way they're supposed to. So there's an issue on the server for, with that for some reason. I don't know if it's some kind of network latency or something like that, but it's annoying. Um, but it's not that annoying. It's not a big deal. Like as long as you're not, if you're caught out in the middle of the woods anyway and fucking a sandstorm happens, it's going to suck regardless. But being able to see it coming is a huge mm -hmm. indicator for anybody who's played the game. You know that. Uh, and then I'm also working towards uh, the mounts because since we played, they introduced mounts. So I have not dabbled in that at all. Uh, you have to build, a, I think it's called a saddler and make saddles. And then you can put those on pets. And then um, I think there's staples now too. And then you can ride pets, uh, which is cool and fucking funny because we're playing on PS4. Me and you, we had our second compound out in the desert. And I was out there and I was like, I wonder if there's mounts. And then you looked it up and you're like, no, there's not. And I was like, and they had no intention. And then I was like, I wonder if there's a roadmap, like if they're going to make it. Because that's the one That's the one thing this game's missing. The fucking one thing. Everything else is great. And uh, and we looked it up and they're like, yeah, just because like the engine and stuff like that, we have like zero plans to make mounts at all. We're not going to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. At least they fucking were straight up about it, though. Yeah. It was like, we're not doing it. And then I didn't play the game for a couple months. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, mounts are out. I'm like... I'm not. I'm not going to complain, but that was a fucking curveball. <laughs> We're not doing it. Okay, we did it. We did it. Um, so that's fucking cool. Um, like I said, that's that's the one thing in that game I want, and they did it. So that's awesome. Um, speaking of people doing, speaking about fucking people doing things I want, PSO two mm. is coming to PC. We already knew that it's already out on Xbox right now, Wednesday. and we were hoping that they would do cross play at the very least or cross save at the very least. They're doing both. Yeah. Which is awesome. So thank you. Uh, just want to say that. Um, Cause I really want to play PSO two on, on PC, but uh, we know some people who play on Xbox and I was like, ah, games like that. You want people together playing together and very important for MMOs. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and that that's just awesome that, that, that won't get in between that. So, um, but yeah, Conan Exiles is awesome. It may still be on sale. I think it's like 20 bucks. Normally it's 40 bucks. So that's like an awesome sale. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in playing on uh, my server, the official Taste Loot Gaming server, um, I will have details on that in the Discord soon. Um, just if you do hop in that server, please be respectful of uh, people's things that they made. Uh, this isn't a PvP server. And um, try and give people some space when they're building. I'm really... It's funny. I'm like so antisocial when it comes to games like this while being social. Like, because I always, in like Minecraft, in Ark, in fucking this, I always build big things. I, I try and make this huge fucking thing. I like looking back and going, I made this thing. And uh, a lot of times in these kind of games, people, and people play these games differently. Some people don't even want to build shit. They just want to go explore. They mm -hmm. want to go kill stuff. That's all cool. Um, so they'll be like, hey, can I throw my bed in, in your yard? And I'm like, ah, aesthetically, I really don't want your bed just sitting in my yard. Like, I get you want to be close by, but can you can you just go put it behind the hill over there so I don't have to look at it or something yeah. like that? Like, just just that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, give people plenty of space. Unless you're playing with someone and you're like, hey, let's play together, do that, whatever. I'm not trying to be too strict. But all I'm trying to say is don't build your stuff around top of my stuff. That's it. Anywhere else, it's fine. Yeah, I, I would say uh, yeah. anytime we've ever played these kind of games, you are always the builder. And I'm just like, I'm just here to play the game so if you build i'll just you know go do little errands here and there so yeah well yeah like in minecraft you were just down underground 24 7 fucking <laughs> mining and then i would just come down and take all the shit you were mining yeah and then i start building fucking my giant <laughs> castle 
And then I go back down there and there's just like this endless abyss. And I just hear ting, 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 just down there. <laughs> like, I don't know where he's going. And then we're like, hey, let's make like an underground subway down here. Might as well. And everybody's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, same thing happened in Ark. Except for in Ark, I fucking was deforesting like islands. Yeah. I was like, just fucking no trees. Fucking Fern Gully 2.0. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm awful for the fucking planet. I'll say for <laughs> in Ark, I was more concerned with like taming. Yeah. A lot. Well, you did the same thing in Conan as well. You're capturing taming. <laughs> you're capturing animals and fucking uh, capturing people. Slave slave trading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was your job. No, they don't call them slaves. They're uh, thralls. Thralls. Yeah. Thralls. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, food gathering usually. So, yeah, I'm like right next to a kudo, which is like a giant fucking deer that's really aggressive. Anytime I kill it, it gives me like 17 meat. And then I throw in my dryer, and then I'm just good for like a eight while. hours, yeah. a full work day. I'm fine. It's funny how quickly you got to that point because I remember when we played before, uh, we we went through the whole process of you know learning. So like, uh, food was. A constant like, oh god, I'm hungry. Uh, uh, uh. Even early on, though, it's it's pretty easy to survive in like a not fulfilling way. Yeah. Because if you just run through bushes, you find berries. bugs and berries, oh, yeah, and you yeah. just chug them. And you have to eat a lot of them, but you get a lot out of those bushes anyway. But it's more annoying to have to run through all these bushes going just to eat. Whereas like you could have like a fucking steak, eat like one or two of them, be done. Be done, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's way more. Um, practical than you know deforesting everything to eat yeah or even the fish traps we used one of those for a while and it just took so long to get a fish in there compared to like if you go kill something yeah that's more like uh what's that called uh set it and forget it yeah, yeah that's that's not what i was after but i mean that's pretty much what it was you know when you like you have a, a base income but you you set up a, a second one just a supplemental supplemental yeah. Food yeah for sure is what it was so yeah but then later by the time we were in our second camp fucking food wasn't a thing anymore didn't matter yeah like we had so much food it was stupid we were well, like we were like running out of room because yeah. we had so much food exactly well and i think there was a lot of um herbivore creatures over by the iron so yeah. like we were able to get food easy so yeah, it's typically where i'll build around i don't like to build around like i, I mean i'm across the river from things that will attack me but and i like that because i can run over there and kill things for experience but right um, yeah, the area I'm in right now is like right next to river, a bunch of fucking, there's like some crocodiles across the river, but they don't attack me unless I like cross the river. And then, uh, yeah, a bunch of deer in the area and there's just not enough trees or rocks. That's another reason why I was like, give me space. Like not, not because I hate you, but I'm already using all these resources. If you start using them too, I have less resources to use. And so do you. So it's just smarter. If you just go North, go, go West, go, there's a whole map, go find, you, you know your own plot of land and fucking live out your whole conan fucking bigger little dong fantasy there you go you can you can make that thing real big it's like a whole fucking elephant trunk i think just flaps around everywhere it's like this is not practical because i'm in bushes a lot and i don't want to get tangled in there yeah that sounds like a, a great discomfort yeah especially when you're in the desert you can just dry up out there if you're stuck Who's going to help you? Help, help, dong stuck, help. Because they didn't help anyways. Little demon boys are going to help you? Fuck those guys. Fuck those bitches. I hate them. There's a whole cave of them next to me. What was that? No neck bastards. 
Yeah, he was talking about like little demon babies or little demon boys or whatever the fuck. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's talking about those guys. And I walk over and there's just these little dudes like this, like walking me like, Bruh. I'm like, that's got to be who he's talking about because those guys are little demon babies. <laughs> there's no other way to fucking explain them. Uh, yeah, so game's awesome. Love it. Love it so much. I bought it a second time. It's way better on PC than PS4. Um, and But it's great on PS4. If you have it on PS4, you want to play it on there or if you download it and... I'm not trying to discourage you. It's it's awesome. That's how I got into it. But uh, the PC experience is just everything. It's just better. Um, even the controls are great, except for what was the one? That, oh yeah, C's crouch and control something. I had to switch those because I was like, "Fuck no." Yeah, it's really. But, it was really weird. And then Dodge is left alt. I've kept it there, but I don't like it. No, change that. Change that shit real quick. Yeah. So the controls are kind of weird, but you can change that, of course. But um, yeah. And then uh, I downloaded, played, and installed real fast Crucible, which is Amazon Games' uh, first um, game they've released so far. Uh, in case you don't know, Amazon is developing games, and their big one that's being talked about is New World. We've talked about that on prior episodes. Um, and that one's had a quite a bit of a buildup to it, but um, about like not even a month ago, out of nowhere, they're like, Crucible. They're like, what's that? They're like, that's our free shooter. It's coming out, free to play. And people are like, oh, should we be excited? They're like, yeah, play it. And uh, it's out. It just came out. I guess it got delayed and then it just got released out of nowhere. So it's kind of having a sloppy release. But it's out on Steam right now, and uh, I downloaded it, installed it, not necessarily because I had, like, big hype on this game. I did a reaction video to it, and I was pretty like, eh, it looks fine, but I want to try it because it's an Amazon game. And that's why I downloaded it. I was like, this is their first game, so I need to see what we're working with here. And uh, first thing that happened when I installed it is it put it on, by default, the lowest resolution possible. So the game was super pixelated and crazy looking. And I was like... Why would you do that? And all the graphics are on the low setting too. And I'm like, dude, I can run this game fucking four times at the highest graphics. Get the fuck out of here. So I changed all that and uh, it looked a lot better. Um, and then I did the tutorial. And first off, I noticed the graphics are pretty good. They're pretty decent. They're clean looking. The characters are generic looking though, but a lot of the animations and sound effects seem undercooked. Um, it almost feels like the game isn't finished. Like it's like early access almost. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like a little post alpha, early beta. Um, one thing that drove me nuts is uh, when you're playing this game, there's there's no music. There's no atmospheric sound. So all you're hearing is your footsteps and gunshots. That's it. Oh, and the characters will talk every once in a while. Um, so it's really it, like it's unsettling to me. Yeah. Because I'm just playing it here. And someone's like, whoa, there's a guy over there. And that's it. There's nothing else. There's no birds. There's no fucking uh, air sound. There's no music for some reason. A game like that, you'd figure there'd be some kind of like fucking like something to get you like energized while you're shooting at people. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing. It's just silence. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking weird. It's almost as quiet as Final Fantasy 15 Comrades uh, DLC. That game was fucking silent. I was walking through a city full of people, and all I hear is my footsteps going. I'm like, ugh, this is creepy. Um, 
So anyway, uh, this game is a, uh, as of right now, 4v4 or 2v2 game where you uh, pick a hero similar to something like Overwatch, um, other hero shooter games, Valorant, uh, Paladins, Paladins uh, Black Ops 3, um, which came out six months before Overwatch, uh, Almixi. Um, and uh, <laughs> trying to tell me that game copied fucking Overwatch. I'm like, bro, that came out six months before. Would they have fucking foresight? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's it's got heroes. They all have their own specific things. This game's kind of neat because uh, as you play a match, your character levels, and every like two or three levels, you get um, um, you get moves every time you level. And it's it's only temporary. Next round, you'll level again, get your moves up uh, as you play, but. Uh, in the lobby before you join a game, uh, every like two or three levels, you get choices of what move you want at that level. So you can kind of make a very basic build. It's like three moves per thing. <laughs> but um, you go into a game and the first mode is there's a giant monster. You have to find it. Very familiar for me right now. And then you have to kill it and get uh, its heart uh I think it's called Heart of the Hive. And then you have to um, get three of those to win. So both teams are vying for those hearts to win. Um, and then there's also random. I just realized how similar it is to Hunt in a weird way. Um, there's even a button you press to like look for. Uh, you go into like a, a fucking dark site. Fucking. That's weird. I just, I just realized this. Um, maybe that's why it wasn't good for me. Uh <laughs> Anyway, you have to find the thing, kill it, get its heart. The other team's trying to do the same thing. There's uh, ambient uh, NPC life that walks around, and you have to kill that as well. And, uh, yeah, the combat doesn't feel that great. So, I don't know. I was playing it, and I was honestly asking myself, like, could I see myself playing this longer than, like, an hour or two? Who is this for, specifically? And... Is, is this the right time to be releasing a game like this? Because I feel like the hero shooter, unless you have something really fucking solid, like Valorant came out and people were just like, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know if they're being paid off, but everybody's like, it's amazing. Anyone who's played it. So obviously they did something right. This game... It's funny because I've watched people play it and they were like, yeah, it's okay. Really? Yeah. So, That's good. But I mean, like, I haven't... Uh, you know, I've, as I've, I've kind of found out after, you know, when we talk about our, our different experiences online, I don't follow the same people online you do. So, because well, I, I didn't even know what the fuck Valorant was. Like, people on my Twitter are not talking about it at all. So. Yeah. Well, people people I'm talking about are, like, all big streamers and shit that I don't follow. Uh, These okay. are just people being, gotcha, being gotcha. retweeted or commented at. Gotcha. I would never follow people talking about Valorant. Um, uh, that's not really the, the info I'm trying to look for when I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm looking for the fucking the juicy spicy content um but yeah uh i don't know the whole time i was playing the game i was like this game doesn't necessarily have an identity and it sucks because the tutorial feels really tacked on it feels kind of like i don't know feel, felt lame but then when i'm playing the game every character looks completely different all has really good animations uh they all actually have their own dialogue they'll say randomly dynamically while you're playing they'll talk to each other so they put work into this for mm -hmm. sure, but like I said, it feels it feels unfinished. But even if it was finished, I don't know if I could play this game because I was getting really heavy. Um, oh no, uh, evolve. 
um, vibes oh, from it. Gotcha, gotcha. It felt it felt like Evolve without hunting down another player. Huh. It was weird. There's so much time. You were like, like right when the right when the match starts, um, you pick your drop point on the map, and then when you respawn, you have to pick another drop point. And every time you die, you have to redrop from a different drop point, which is kind of cool for pacing reasons. You kill a person, you know they're gonna be gone for a little bit, which is nice. Uh, I like that kind of thing. But um, but we we launched in. We're running around just killing NPCs to level up, to get our skills ready. So then when we get into combat, we're more efficient. And I was like, can I do this every match? Like, this isn't, I don't, that's not really fun for me. Mm. And it might be fun for somebody else. I'm not saying, like, it's bad. I'm just saying, for me, it's like, I was not enjoying myself. I was like, there are so many other shooters I would be, like, rather playing right now than this game where I have to preemptively, and I know it's a strategy, like, build up your character real quick before you get into combat. But, like, I was like, this isn't fun for me. And everyone I was playing with, it's a brand new game. We also kind of seemed like we didn't know what we we're doing. We're kind of just running around different directions and we ran into the other team. I was fucking wrecking that other team. I was killing them all. It was ridiculous. Um, I should have recorded it because now I sound like an asshole is making shit up. But I, I legit, <laughs> I was playing this melee dude and I, or, and I was just like flying at him, fucking hitting him. And they'd be in the middle of shooting at someone. I'd come and fucking hit him and stun him. And in all fairness, you've been playing like nothing pretty much but hunt all month. Yeah, I'm sharp right now. Like, yeah. I, I probably play most first person shoes right now and be pretty <coughs> fucking good. Because in hunt, you got to get that shot. If you miss, you're fucking dead. If you're playing a game where you can get shot for days or you can have a full auto fucking weapon, wow, the, the, the miracles of modern fucking day technology. Um, it's a lot easier just to look at a direction go <laughs> versus <laughs> wait <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> i feel like i'm in the civil war um this the sound of the the game to me um you know i don't really have a lot of opinions on on, on the like the actual game itself but the uh how you're describing essentially i'm doing such a bad job the inconsistent um, polish, I guess I, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, sounds like first off, you know, Amazon's a new publisher, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm trying to look past it and, a bit. And maybe the publisher to dev communication or understanding um, is really not good, and that could be a huge factor of that too. Because like we've all seen, publishers can sometimes get a little antsy, be like, "We need to sell this. We need to sell this. We need to be making money off this right now." And the dev's like, "It's not ready. It's not ready." And maybe Amazon was like, "Release it." So. Well, that's the thing too. Maybe it was like it's a free to play game, so there's yeah. like just get it out. Yeah. Like let's just get it going, see what happens, right. and just keep um, working on it. And I feel like this game could be something good, but I feel like if it does get any traction, it will not be the same game. Check back in 2023. Yeah, <laughs> when they change it and add new modes that aren't this mode, and yeah, I. That's all games are the fucking long game now. Yeah, but a game like this should be sure. Um, sure. I was just playing. I was like, I would rather play Overwatch. I'd rather play fucking a lot of games than this when I was playing it. And that, that kind of sucked because, I don't know, there's just nothing about it that did anything for me outside of that I appreciated that this brand new game by a developer under Amazon made a pretty decent looking, decent made game. Like, I was, I was clapping for him. Sure. I'm like, good job. But outside of that, like, the shooting didn't feel good. It didn't feel impactful when you hit people. It felt fucking loose. Uh, the moves, none of them felt awesome. 
uh, except for once in this like spiral spin attack that my guy had. And I was just killing people and fucking them up. Of course, the competitive part of me was like, fuck you. Um, the ideas of it, like, you know, they're slightly different than other games. So I'll give them that. But at the same time, it's not, it's not that interesting. And then like, I think I had like three or four levels and like, I was just unlocking like banners. And I was like, this isn't interesting to me though. And they weren't even that cool looking. They're really like the art style was like, there's like some call of duties. You unlock like fucking, um, uh, like a badge and then like a background banner thing. And, uh, sometimes they're animated, sometimes they're not. But sometimes flare. the flair, sometimes the, the art mm-hmm. styles and some of the Call of Duties are really good. And there's other ones that release where the art style was shit. And I was like, ooh, that's fucking horrible looking. I don't like any of these. Yeah. Even if like the thematically I, I liked what they're going for, just the art style was like really bland and boring. I don't know if that was just to like save memory because everybody's ha- has theirs loaded at once. Or... I like Titanfall 2s. Sure, me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this, I was looking at them and like, they were like almost nothing. Like they're they're like a picture, but they were like so undetailed that it was almost like a fucking just a painting of color. I don't know. I say it sounds like the game's in like in progress still. Yeah, yeah. It, it really feels under like I said, undercooked. It feels so weird because you would think that you know, they say first impressions are everything and, and yeah, Amazon has a lot of money and they can kind of throw things around, but like this is your first foray into making a game. You wanna make it impactful you want people to be like oh these guys make amazing games like their first game was awesome but like if it's what you're describing it's kind of bland and kind of meh why would i invest money into buying anything they make at this point i i think i'd argue with you a little bit because amazon has also shown that they're willing to make cheaper products to get it out to more people too because their fire tablets for example um you know, they're, they're Android tablets, but they're super restrictive. They're covered in ads. And the first thing that happens is it goes straight to the Amazon store for all that stuff. So um, you get a cheaper tablet and it does most of the things you want a tablet to do. But like they're not necessarily like amazing. It does so. none of the things I want my tablet to do. I got a Fire 10 and it's, it's fine, but I can't access any of the goddamn okay, well, apps I want. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I don't put it past Amazon personal. to kind of like minimize to make as much profit as possible. So, which is unfortunate because they're a company who can afford to like make like holy shit games. Yeah, well, that, that, that's part of like the problem I have with it is that they have the resources to make these games that could be so like amazing but they tend to go chintzier just to make it out there faster it's it's that corporate greed coming through in their their base systems of well we could make this amazing game but it's going to cost us too much money and we want to make quick fast money and fuck everybody else over yeah i don't know if they're they're doing that though with this game though just because like it's a free-to-play game first off so my standard Mm -hmm. of free-to-play is lower than this game typically sure um it does feel somewhere in between triple a and free to play for sure so it does it does have a premium feel the problem is is everything about it is subpar um even the graphics are almost really good but they're not quite and that's not a big deal but even the playability everything about it is just almost good but it's not quite the problem is it's a free to play game so you have nothing to lose by playing it but they want you to stay they want you to spend money i i won't be doing that yeah and that's not because I feel like, you know, they're trying to get a cheap product out there to try and make money is because they released, um, I think just quickly because they're trying to get games out there to see what people think, um, an undercooked game that, uh, is honestly uninspired and also chasing a genre that I 
don't think has the same steam it did. Uh, it's like when um, Cliff Blazinski put out Radical Heights oh, when yeah. his company was dying. It was like in the middle of fucking dying. He's like, we got to make something right now. So they released that unfinished fucking Battle Royale game that a lot of people actually liked. I played it. I was like, this is actually kind of neat. Now, compared to Battle Royales that exist now, it would have been nothing. But um, they put out like a fucking game that you went into houses and there's no floors. There's just grass and stuff. I mean, the game was unfucking finished And then the company died. Um, that's because they were quickly trying to chase a genre that they thought there was a lot of uh, money to be made. Uh, same thing with this. They're, the Amazon is working on New World. They're doing something that... that, that Another dead genre. <laughs> it's not, But that's the difference. Yeah. There's... There's nothing indicating that MMOs as a genre is something you should be getting into right now. Yeah. Because the only ones that are successful are the ones that have been around. For sure. All the other ones, there's no room to be making new ones. They're all going to mobile and shit because that's where the money's at. Um, but Amazon has the fuck you money to go, we can find out. Yeah. Right? So that's that's new world. At least Overwatch just was fucking given a 10 out of 10 masterpiece by IGN this year when they re-reviewed it, saying it's like an expert-level masterpiece game. So they're fucking propping it up. I, in the comments, most people are like, are you fucking high? But um, people still play Overwatch. Sure. Uh, Valorant's coming out. It's getting fucking hype behind it. Um, regardless of the people who don't play shooters or aren't into Valorant by the way it looks or whatever, the people who have played, a lot of them have said really good things. Um, so, you know, that's showing that, uh, fucking Rainbow Six Siege, even though it is a tactical shooter in some sense, it's also a hero shooter technically because fucking every person has their own things. Yeah, sure. They're all individual characters. There is money to be made in the genre still. It just seems like we're on the, 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 the downslope of this genre. It feels like we're moving into the era of where only the established games in the hero shooter genre will survive. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be new, you got to fucking bring it. And luckily, the people making Valorant have already a huge track record in making a successful game. Um, people still play. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they know how to in make individual characters yeah. do, who have their own individual powers, stuff like that. Uh, you know, shooters, shooter-wise, it's just a new genre, but it's still very much something that they're used to outside of, you know, getting shooting and aiming stuff down. Um, Whereas this game, this is being made by one of the developers under Amazon. Um, I, I'm sure people who work for this uh, developer have worked in other um, uh, places in the industry and stuff. But uh, but it's not it's not the same people working on New World as well. These are two different developers. So um, right. and it's a free play game. So you're gonna put less budget into that um, versus the game you buy. Yeah, and I feel like just like Evolve when that game came out was great looking, made very well couldn't find a fucking audience. Uh, I feel like this game is going to have the same fate for sure. Just cause when I was playing it, I felt like, I don't know who this game is for somebody who needs a free play game that, that, you know, doesn't have overwatch, doesn't, won't have Valorant. Um, you know, doesn't have access to games that are similar to it. Um, maybe it might get a small following. I just, I don't see this game. And, and Come back later. Maybe this game blows up, and I was completely wrong. I'm fine with that. I want for this sure, game. I sure. want every game to be successful. Um, I mean, I'd even be okay with uh, a game in that that type of genre to be able to catch my attention because that's a genre I just don't really care about. I played it, so I was hoping. I was hoping <laughs> yeah. I go, oh shit, okay, this game isn't that generic looking. It's actually great. The game yeah. plays awesome, but everything about it was just like, eh. And I uninstalled it like pretty quickly after I played it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see myself playing it later. 
unless you know later i start hearing a lot of people talking about it going like you know that game fucking had a kind of a, a shitty start but it ended up being something really good i might revisit it but um yeah as of right now i, I you probably have to pay me to play it like yeah. I, I i couldn't even if someone was like hey you want to play this with me i'd be like we could play something else yeah, because I'm not gonna enjoy myself, and I, you probably won't either. So, yeah, which is uh, which is whatever. But but kind of like Chris was saying earlier that you know he that that kind of worries him in the sense I'm 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 not saying verbatim what you said, but he's saying mm. how can you want to buy their games later if they're doing something like this, and it doesn't affect me to that degree just because. This is a free-to-play game. They obviously rushed it, which is, for whatever reason, a mistake. Um, but uh, New World is being developed by a different group under Amazon. So if we get, like, three games from Amazon games made by different developers and all three of them fucking suck... There's a leadership issue. Then I'd be worried that Amazon is not taking this serious. For sure. And they're just trying to make some money. But based off of this one, I think it's a better attempt than a lot of people. Um, and I think it is a good quality free to play game it's just uh it just showed up going like i'm here and everybody's like who are you we're busy playing these good games yeah but i'm good well you're okay but yeah and uh it just it just feel, it feels like it doesn't have a place so hopefully it can carve out its own thing because it has it has an interesting game type and then it has a 2v2 mode where you just fight each other um but yeah, I mean, when I was playing it, I was like, I would, and this is another game that doesn't really have legs right now, which kind of sucks, and it's a game I like, but like um, Bleeding Edge, I was playing fucking Crucible, and I was like, I'd rather be playing Bleeding Edge right now. Because that game is uh, actually fun and better looking, and uh, the characters are more interesting, and the moves are more interesting, and it just feels more uh, rewarding to play, so, and that's a newer game. That just came out and it's still not on a lot of people's radars and i think it's better than this game so it's it, it feels like a swing and a miss in my opinion but hopefully they can fix that yeah all right what are you guys been playing that's all i've been playing uh mine's really easy uh playing final fantasy 14 i hit level 80 with my dark knight so it's my ninth level 80 character now working on number 10 trying to figure out which one to do i was just talking with chris before the show about that feeling kind of lost because I've played all the stuff like I really wanted to level and now it's more so like doing the rest and hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised because some of the ones I wanted to level I ended up not really caring for at 80 so um but that's pretty much it there uh I don't really have a lot to report what has Trishel been playing the I, the wife oh actually to bring this up real quick before I say that because it, it leads into that um let them know when is this airing is this coming out today, today so we're filming you as have of till the tomorrow to monday get a Today's free monday. copy of final fantasy 14 on playstation 4 um it's the full base game with 30 days playtime for which is awesome. free which is awesome on playstation 4 um i would take advantage if you're curious about the game they already have a really good like trial version of the game you can play this is just essentially a bigger trial with no restrictions this is literally just hey get in the game see if you like it buy the expansions if you dig it yeah so really good opportunity to, to try it out so um that being said i was like man i really wish i had an excuse to to do that because i already own it on ps4 i was like i'll just put it on the wife's account and then you know maybe if i want to level an alt or something like that i'll have it over there so i put it over there and i let her know about it well so she you're, you're telling me i should buy her a copy of hunt 
showdown? <laughs> you could try. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a little too stressful for her. She fights more than one thing in Final Fantasy fourteen. She starts freaking out. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd freak out. <laughs> but um, she wanted to make a character because she likes that kind of stuff. And she started making it. And then she kind of started playing. And then she just kept playing. So maybe she'll stay for hours yeah she played all day yesterday it was kind the of first day i thought she's she's like in the discord she's talking with chris and other people she's got this big smile on her face she looks like she's not really paying attention to the game she's just on there just like talking with people and i'm like oh it's like a social thing she's just enjoying herself like talking with everyone next day i come out and she's just sitting there without talking to anyone just playing it on the tv for <laughs> hours all day uh, and i was looking and i was like okay she's putting respectable time into this game yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, weird. That interesting. For context, she doesn't really play anything. She doesn't play anything. At all. She, I mean, like when I first watched her play, um, she was trying to walk out a door and she wasn't using the right analog stick. She's pulling Dean and fucking she was just like walking to the wall trying to get around it. And I was like, whoo, yeah, yeah, you don't play games at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's like watching someone's grandma play. Watching fucking crazy grandpa in the basement, fucking yeah. Now she's sitting there in combat, and she'll yeah. The go yesterday through a small playing. combo that she has, and yeah, she's got to work on the fucking the cones on the ground though. Because sometimes I'll watch her and she's just standing Stands in it, in hitting it, yeah. somebody, and I'm like thinking like move. There was one move. quest she died move. like four times because she was standing in in two orange circles at the same time, and I was like double trouble. I was like you have it's more important for you to move than to kill them. Yeah, and she was like. She's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm like, just, you know, it's going to take practice. And then now she's she's got it, but she always has this habit of walking backwards. And sometimes the cones are really long. Mm-hmm. So walking backwards <laughs> is the wrong option. Yeah. So, uh, but, but she's it, learning. Like with every game, regardless of if you play games or play games a lot or don't play games at all, you put time into something, you're going to learn to get better. So, um, and I've already visibly seen that, which has been so cool. Yeah. Um, so if she drops it, whatever, but she's sure. already put enough time into it that like, it'd be cool. If she kept playing it because, um, I have seen improvement in like the two days she's been playing. So she also said, and, uh, cause I have gotten her to play two games in the past. I got her to play trials evolution, which was a really weird one for her to play, but not very many buttons. So that kind of makes sense in that regard. It's kind of straightforward. Yeah. Don't crash. I mean, she maybe wasn't getting like amazing scores, but she was passing courses. So, um, and then Diablo three, she played a little bit and, she enjoyed playing it, but it was really gory for her. So it kind of bothered her. Um, she was playing 14 uh, yesterday. She's like, I think I like this more than Diablo. I was like, that's great to hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's a chill factor to MMOs, though, that uh, 100%. that I, I, I think entices uh, casuals, I guess. I'm not saying that in a negative sense, but there are people who just are not well, super into games. Well, I think MMOs are a great example of a game that is designed for multiple audiences because they are designed for wow at its peak was full of every kind of person you can think of exactly and so yeah. like a lot of casuals the casual well. factor is huge yeah. in mmos in fact that's where they make most of their money and then they make content for what you would call the core players so yeah um and i think that's that's great that they can have that kind of ecosystem so um as long as they don't ignore one or the other because then you start getting people pissed off so but yeah so that being said she was playing um we'll see if she's still playing by next weekend i'll let you guys know and then animal crossing so i've been playing uh my 10th villager has now been moved i'm done moving villagers i have them all in their own little properties very designed i can start working on the rest of the island um i wish i could you have 10 people on your island yeah jesus christ 
Yep. And I have a little neighborhood set up. I can barely handle the two. Everything I do, they're just looking over my fence like, oh, you're going to put that there? <laughs> like, I thought it looked good. Yeah. Well, I, I would, you, uh, you would think that looked good. I, I was. I hopped on today to, to, to move that, have that 10th villager's house moved, which will happen tomorrow now. You put the, you're like, I want them here. And they're like, all right, we'll construct tomorrow. Um, and I go outside and like almost all my villagers just hang out in town square and they're all just exercising. I'm like, all right, I guess Damn. I missed the memo on that one. So that's fucking dope. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, that game's just so chill and it's nice cause you can play it for like five minutes or you can play it all day. The game really allows you to play as much Has as you Trishel want. Has played Animal Crossing? No. Cause um, I know so many people who do not play video games who play Animal Crossing. Uh, so my problem with that is you share an island. <laughs> so I would have to get her a switch. Mm, that's quite the investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a test. Um, Especially right now, getting a switch. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really interested um, in her accidentally destroying like my flowers and stuff. So yeah, that's rough. I'm yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. So and that's a, that's a hard test at that point. So. Sounds messed up, but I put a lot of time in my island now. Sure, I'm yeah. talking to the right guy. I understand. I'm the one who's like, people are like, "Hey, hey, we're friends. We've known each other for like 15 years. Can I come to your house? Not, not my house. You can go over there. Wait, I can't live with you. No, no, I need my space. I love you, buddy, but you gotta go that you way. You can visit. Go north, but you need to go home at nine. I'll give you I'll give you some wood, man, but just go somewhere else, man. Just let me do my thing. Yeah. I do think there would be an appeal there for her, though, just because the game offers like it's it's a very anyone who's played Animal Crossing knows, but it's a decoration game, pretty yeah. much. So um I think Yeah, you're just stylizing everything. It's yeah. like I want to look like this. I want them to look like this. I want yeah. this to look like this. Well, some people actually design like clotheslines in game and then you come to their island and they're like, Come buy one of my designs. Like so and on top of that, every everyone just goes fucking, and you go, woohoo, all the time. <laughs> fucking love that. Even when I'm not playing, I walk by, I'll hear you playing, and he's like, woohoo, and I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> they always look so just like it could be anything. They could find a fucking boot on the ground. They just like grab them like, like look at this. And you're like, yeah, that's nice. And then they're like, yeah. Look at this. It's a fish. Yep. Look at this. It's a flower. Well, it's really funny too because you can go up to your villagers and like show it off as in a command and you'll do it again and they'll be like. Oh, yeah. That game is just constantly encouraging you because <laughs> at the end of the day, you're making money to pay off your fucking debt that you're put in. So everyone's like, yeah, keep doing that. Just keep fucking yeah. giving us money. Keep this island alive because we're just being lazy pieces of shit without you. While they feed you your false god complex of like everyone going up, what do you think I should do? You want to do it for me? Yeah, I'll do it for you. I'll, I my opinion's better than yours. Yeah, it is. You should just pick it for me. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Every villager, <laughs> I was gonna wear this, but you should probably pick it. Yeah, I'm gonna because I have a better opinion. Yeah, you do. I also like how like that game's just yes man the game. You can give people clothes and they may not be like remotely the right style for them or whatever. And they're like, I've been totally eyeballing this. They'll put it on. It's like, it's just my style. And they're so happy. You're like, no, it isn't, but I'm glad you love it. <laughs> they, they fucking love it. I got this little, I've brought him up before. I got this little fat penguin on my island named Igly. He's my favorite villager. He's going to just live there forever. 
and I give him the most ridiculous clothes because he just talks about being buff and working out all the time. But then he's wearing like bright pink workout clothes and stuff. So hell yeah, yeah. You still gotta give me my fucking jumpsuit. You gotta play. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm trying to get this guy to play, steal his brother's switch, and buy the game. Your brother's too busy I playing mean, Tarkov. You'll be fine. When did he start playing Tarkov? He's been playing Tarkov for a long time. Long time? Yeah, like before he was deployed. Weird. Yeah. Very sneaky. No. But that's all I've been playing. So, hmm. Real easy, though. We'll be playing something else after we do this episode that we can talk about in great detail mm. for Plus Club. So much detail. Yeah, a lot of detail about fucking crops and tractors <laughs> and fucking dirt or something. I don't know. There's some, there's some stories to tell already. So they, there's some ridiculous <laughs> driving physics in that game. <laughs> well, I haven't seen yet. Yep. Chris, what have you been playing? Um, well, I, I the ever-present... Final Fantasy 14, always present. Uh, I got also my 10th AD now. Nice. A bard. Nothing fancy. It, it, it's different. I mean, bard has changed every expansion, so <laughs> it's different. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they can't figure out what they want to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember original bard was really fun, really movie, kind of like, you know, you're playing songs to buff damage, or one of the songs used to do damage to mobs around you. Now it just buffs damage. It just gives buffs to crits and then direct hits and then the just more buffs. Buff, 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 buff. But uh, it's okay. Nothing, nothing else crazy to record there. Uh, I've been playing Overwatch a lot. <laughs> um, still getting, I think, competent in DPS now. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm amazing. Nothing like high grandmaster thing, but I'm competent in DPS. I can I can kill people now. That's good. Assistance. Um, that's fun. But uh, I only played it last night. But so far, I've been most excited about playing Conan Exiles again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've kind of designed my character since everybody's like kind of off base building i kind of want to make my character kind of like the wandering like merchant slash nomad guy so i'm literally the only guy base building right now but yeah yeah i'll say fucking josh is off fighting shit in the woods and cody's wandering around looking for people i was like oh sorry get back to what you were saying there but the one you brought up josh thing i remember when we played arc and he had like that beach fucking shanty yeah, a little shack there where the roof was too low for his head. <laughs> yeah, and then this it, guy was too big. He played long enough to throw a, a shack out on the beach, and that was it. I was like, mm. yeah. "All right." And Cody, fuck it, we played for like hours, and like almost the whole time, he would just be quiet. And like every like like once an hour, he'd like be like, "So where are you?" Chris would be like, "Oh, I'm over by the blah blah blah." He's like, "Okay, gotcha, gotcha." And like an hour later, he's like, "I don't see you." <laughs> I was like, finally, I told him my coordinates. It's like, oh, okay, I got you. And he started like heading north or whatever, and then I just never heard from him. And then he's talking about some shit happening across the river, and I was like, me and Josh saw that exact same thing happening. So I come running down the str- like the street, the fucking the dirt road, <laughs> and fucking as I'm running down, he's like, yeah, there's just this huge fucking fight happening. And I look over across the river, I see like spiders, fucking humans goddamn crocodiles just having a royal rumble 
And I'm like, is that the one you're talking about? He's like, yeah, that's the one. And I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I just got a shack right across the room. I'm just watching it. And I'm like, you set up a fucking a house just to watch the fucking hillbilly neighbors fuck around? And then I go down there, and he's got like a, a, a fucking one-by-one shack with like almost a completed roof. It's a porta potty. Yeah, pretty much. He's living in a porta potty. He had a furnace just right next to his house, though. So I'm like. Keeping warm, all right. Just a giant furnace to melt down fucking metals, and he's just got that next to his little shack. Hey, simple, simple needs. And like, I just go down there. He's just like on the side of the river, just like watching. It's just the guys fighting and shit. <laughs> and then I pull out my katana. I run over there and start swinging. All of a sudden, he runs over and starts attacking shit, and this is ridiculous. Then I insta died. I had full health. I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, I go, Ugh, and I like had to respawn. I was like, what the fuck happened? Weird. So yeah, yeah. So I think it was like a, I think it was a, a lag spike. Latency issue. But yeah, and then eventually Chris, or not Chris, fucking Cody, I showed Cody my place, he came up, he's like, whoa, and like, he's like, look around, and then uh, he starts using all my fucking, my furnaces <laughs> and my dryer and shit, he's like, how's this work? And then he's like, I need, and then he like turns on and looks at me, he's like, I need more iron, and I'm like, it's right over there, he's like, let's go get some, I'm like, okay, we go over there, and he's just fucking grabbing it and getting attacked by monsters and grabbing more, and he's coming over and he's melting it down, he's like, I need more iron. I'm like, what do you live here now? <laughs> it reminds me of the the meme where the popcorn like works its way to the gums, and it's like, I live here now. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Cody, and then uh, and then like by the end of the night, fucking, he's like, all right, I'm gonna go back to my house. Then he starts running off. I'm like, you're not gonna grab all your iron? Like he melted down a bunch and he just left it in my thing. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, good, good idea. And he, like comes back, price of shit. admission. <laughs> I was about to say like, you want to leave it? I'll take it. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say no to that, but. He was, but all in all, Cody was just trying to like he was like learning fucking his bearings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. let him use my playground. Anyway, Chris, you're Sorry. being the no, nomad. Yeah, yeah. I decided to make. Uh, I'm gonna gonna go around the entire map because you can place markers on the map. So I'm gonna try to discover locations and get the markers and name them and whatnot. But make like little kind of like way stations of huts across the map in different locations. That way, I can kind of just move around constantly and just kind of nomad it up, I guess. I mean, usually in these games, I find like a spot really relatively close to the spawn and just build up from there. I've never done like this kind of like wandering, like information dealer type thing. Yeah. That's a, that's one play style. I know people do a lot in like, um, well, these kind of games, like back when we used to play Minecraft, there'd be like people like Patrick, a couple other people, like as soon as the game started, they start running off into the woods and like, you just find their flares everywhere, just on trees and caves, fucking just in random spots. And you can just tell where they've been because there's just like fucking Cheeto bags and fucking Pepsi and fucking <laughs> they've been partying across the forest. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm the type that typically tries to find like a spot, build up. And then once I feel like that place is like completed, I'll fucking move on, make a new compound in another location. Typically dependent on the the resources I'm looking for, but yeah, mm-hmm. which is I even have aesthetics picked out. Like I, I use no pants and shields, no pants at the moment. I, that'll probably change eventually because I'm sure armor will become a factor as I go out to the more. Dangerous oh, it's areas. definitely a factor. Yeah, there's also <laughs> heat in that game, so like you yeah. know you can't go out in the snow pants unless you'll freeze to death. Yeah, you'll well, die. I mean, I am working towards perks. That are more geared towards surviving the wilderness than necessarily like combat orientated. I'll say if you're um, if you're not going to make a base, it makes sense to be able to survive. So yeah, I mean, that's so why I like, I, I like the base of all the crafting skills. So like I can do like I can 
simple weapons and like simple armor. Um, but I'm going to be more focused towards spears, shields, and bows and armor crafting. Um, as far as like the, the crafting steel trees go, is really all I'm going to focus on. I used bows when we played on PS4. Mm-hmm. They were fun. Um, I think whenever I do hop on the server, I'll probably try something different though. I rebuilt your house. In my little shack where I get to live. It's the highest building in the city so far. <laughs> I have my house, and then right above it, there's another house, and that's yours. Okay. Because I know you're just going to run in there, use the bed as a respawn area, and fucking need boxes for your personal shit. Pretty much. Outside of that, we're just going to be fucking taming everything. I want goddamn, I want fucking <laughs> saddles. <coughs> I'm gonna go find I'm all this. Just around back to you guys and just trade goods for supplies. You can do that. It's a fucking giant hub. I I give you one alligator tooth. You give me all your iron. I'll build. I'll build <laughs> you. I'll build you a whole fucking house. That when you stop by, you can stay there and put your shit in there. <laughs> just throw it all off and take off again. Chris's mm-hmm. trading hub. <laughs> That's basically what I'm building around the different areas. I built like all the the I'm building all the crafting stations. Outside of a tiny little shack, so the way I can just kind of, like I said, just kind of circle around the map. Yeah, to get the full extent of the crafting, though, you got to have, like, a lot of stations. You got to have fucking, yeah, there's a lot. That's why, like, I beelined it to just build all those as quick as I could. Mm -hmm. I still have a bunch of them I got to build, too. I still got to build a fucking giant, it's like a giant half circle structure you have to build uh, to put animals in. Yeah, it's huge. And that's the next thing I want to build, yeah. You know, it's not huge to build the whipping station. <laughs> it's pretty small. I have I have a camp full of thralls next door, too. Just right down the road. My neighbors are crocodiles, the thralls, and then those stupid rock monsters. Oh, you mean like just the wild NPCs, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thralls, yeah. Well, I didn't know if you had tamed them or not. Yeah. Since it's pretty much what it is. Pretty much, yeah. I was about to build a fucking uh, a whip and drag them back home soon <laughs> you got to use a club and a whip yeah a rope rope club and a rope knock them out drag them back make Every them time walk I w- in a circle until they're they're uh domesticated that's the next <laughs> that's the next uh objective i have on my journey right now one of them is um uh build something for my religion which i haven't done yet and uh put someone on the wheel of pain so all right i need to do that any other plans or stories for Conan? there's there's so many cool things in Conan. Like you you have you have the fucking town, you build it up, but then you also have all these crafting options, but then you also can start installing fucking thralls onto all these stations, and that just makes the whole place run better. Mm-hmm. Uh does things automated wise. Like it's fucking there's so many systems in place in that game, it's awesome. Yeah. It's I think they act as like overwhelming. Yeah, it can be for oh, yeah. sure. And it's and the map set up like Skyrim. It's the one time I'm gonna bring up Skyrim in like a positive light. And uh, for me personally, if you love it, cool. Um, but uh, as you find locations, it'll put a thing on the map and mm. tell you what it is. And there's like actual things to find and emotes you can only learn from certain NPCs and shit. So exploration actually matters. You can climb everything, which is fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now to find time. I mean, you're playing it right now but 12 hours in yeah not playing all the other games i want to be playing yeah, me either <sighs> when we play fucking farming simulator it's gonna be real brief because i got farming to do in conan 
right. Nope, nope, nope. Other than like the plus games, that's that's it. Chris, playing. Chris, right now he has a he has a fucking shack up on this like plateau thing, this flat fucking cliff, and we climbed up there, and it, it almost seems like a different world up there. Like you're down near the river, there's sand, there's grass, there's trees, all shit, and we climb this fucking big ass fucking uh, cliff. And at the very top, it's just flat and just it's just dry sand up there. It's just desert, and it's just like a fucking like a two by two shack. Where Chris is fucking shacking up. He's got a deer head in there. That's about it. And then fucking. <laughs> and the, the That's place. A trophy. The place is just fucking teeming with fucking. Uh, with vultures. <laughs> There's just vultures everywhere. They're sitting around next to their eggs. They don't attack you. You walk up and you hit them. They die instantly. And then fucking when you go to, to harvest them, they just have feathers. So they don't have meat. But so, eggs, right? So Chris just. Yeah. No. So Chris. Oh, there's no, no eggs? There's only feathers in the nests. Oh shit. Okay, so they're useless. And fucking <laughs> so Chris is just living with these vultures that they don't they don't harm him. He hasn't harmed them. They have a symbiotic they don't move. relationship. They just kinda sit there. It's fucking it's a different world up there. I was just looking around, I was like, there's it's just you guys up here. There's nothing else going on. No resources, no nothing. Just But it's safe. It is safe. Nothing's getting you up there. Mm-mm. Yeah, how how good is safe if you can't eat? It's a climb down to eat. I can eat raw meat just fine. Where's the meat yeah. coming from? The birds are all feathers. I snipe it, and I jump down the cliff. You go and steal someone else's food? <laughs> I, well, I do it. eat people. Huh? Oh, I you're cannibal. <laughs> oh. I had a couple random forearms in my fucking pocket, and I was just like looking at it. I was like, hmm. I just like dropped them. I was like, I'm not fucking using these <laughs> look man i'm a survivalist you do what you can to survive man oh i know my whole fucking my whole compound is my survival once i have a city there that's my survival i started in the fucking desert naked dong hanging in the wind and now i'm the goddamn emperor <coughs> just for a brief moment let me talk about the weird physics they have for your dong yeah like, absolutely we can talk about that there and it's just a nice, normal, like sunny day. No, like breeze is really indicated by anything around me, and my dong is just breezing like a cloth in the wind, just going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the in the fucking um, in the character editor, you could sit there. There's a slider. You can change your dick from fucking. I'll say dong. That's more fun. Um, <laughs> to being like a nub, to being like a fucking trunk, just like hanging down, like fucking doubly past your balls and uh when you rotate your character it's just like <laughs> fly all over the place which good for them because we've we've dealt with the most ridiculous boob phys- physics for fucking ever 100 right and i don't i don't mind them i'm not some i'm not a person to advocate get rid of them blah, blah blah but they've been ridiculous in certain games much more than others so i think it's time that we have some fucking some ridiculous dong physics and this game definitely gives it to everybody um I was looking at when I was changing the slider. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make mine super small, but I'm not also making mine like fucking I I grew up next to a power plant and the radiation (laughs) got into me because fucking there was a spider. It landed on me. Yeah. Some some kind of superhero story here where Trunk Man fucking got his powers from a rabid (laughs) elephant. Um, So rabid elephant. So I, you know, I I gave myself a respectable size, but not there's like a fucking certain size in that game. It's just like this isn't beneficial to anybody. 
not helping you. It's not helping anybody else. You're definitely not procreating anymore. You're not procreating anymore. <laughs> no one's going to be fucking hanging out with you at all um, with that thing because it's just in the way. And uh, yeah, I was like, that thing's just ridiculous. But that's how you see maximum physics because that thing was fucking going everywhere. So I can only imagine when the wind's blowing, it just goes. It's like wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man. Only it's your it's your dong. That's why I keep pants on. Chris doesn't though. That's that was my first introduction to him. I'm like out in the wild looking for him. He's like, yeah, I'm in fucking I five or whatever the hell. And like I'm looking around, <laughs> looking around for him. And then I turn the corner and he's just up on the cliff side. And all I see is just fucking a leather daddy without pants and a fucking tribal mask on. And I'm like, what have I fucking come across right now? He's like, check this out. He goes running off, just fucking bare ass into the fucking desert. And then he's like, follow, follow me up this cliff. And then he's like just crawling up and I'm crawling behind him. I'm just like, just all ass. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this place has quite the view. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's my intimidation factor, all right? I scared them naked. It wasn't intimidating considering I'm pretty, I'm pretty versed in that area. And I know the area of people you killed off and it was just you there. Without pants, and I'm like, people lived here. I've been by here before in, in my other game, and now they're all gone. And it's just that fucking pantsless dude going, "Hey, check this out." I'm like, this is this is that wild man who lives on the cliff. Not disturbing at all. <laughs> yeah, it was a warning, if anything. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anything else we talk about dongs or anything? I'm sure there'll be more next weekend. Josh had a picture of fucking him like squatting on dude's face on the Discord, and his dude's just sitting there, his eyes are all shadowed out, and it's just his nuts and his fucking dong hanging on this guy's face. And I was like, Jesus, he's Christ. living that Halo dream. Pretty much, yeah. That's about as close as you're ever gonna get to that. Jesus. The dream that was teabagging is fucking realized in in Conan Exiles. We'll leave it on that. Yeah. Unless you guys have anything else no. to say. <laughs> All right, let us know what Dong games you've been playing or any games that you've been playing. Uh, what would you recommend? What would you not recommend? Uh, what games are you really enjoying right now? Uh, have you played uh, Crucible? And um, did you like it? Did you not like it? It's free to play. Let me know what you think of that game. Maybe I'm crazy. And uh, yeah. So uh, we haven't had a general discussion in a while on the show. Uh, the show actually started with the idea of talking about general stuff. And then we did a lot of reaction stuff. But I thought it'd be fun to talk about something. Because first off, there's like no fucking news. Nothing going on in gaming right now. And secondly, uh, this is kind of relevant to a lot of the things I'm experiencing right now. Which is addictive games. Um, now, personally, I'm going to use the word addictive loosely. Because I, I, I think people who actually get addicted to games typically have some kind of other thing going on. They, if it wasn't games, they'd be addicted to something else. But I'm more so talking about like games that you just really want to fucking play. Like it's all you're thinking about. I really want to fucking play this game. I love this game, blah, 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 blah. You're putting a lot of time into it. You're not playing other games because of it. Uh, reasons being, we just talked about, so I'm not going to talk about too much, but I've been playing a lot of Hunt Showdown, so much so that it's been really hard for me to play the Plus games. It's been really hard for me to play the game of the month, but I have played them. We'll be talking about that. Stay tuned. Um, but it's just been really... I mean, Final Fantasy VII, I still haven't beaten that game. Been playing Hunt. Um, so it's it's definitely got its fucking hook in me. And then yesterday I started playing Conan Exiles and I couldn't stop playing for 12 hours. It was a long sit. And 
I wasn't expecting that. I literally was checking my server. I was gonna, I was hopping and going, I wonder if the server works. And then I started playing. And now I have like a whole fucking compound I've built. So um, I thought this was interesting just because these are two very different games. So um, I want to discuss, uh, and we've kind of talked about before um, a little bit, but I want to revisit this uh, discussion. Uh, what makes a game to you personally, there's no right or wrong answers here, um, what makes a game addictive? What are the qualities of a game that that make it so you have to play it? It's, it's the game you want to play because everyone will play a game casually. You might uh, play a racing game real quick and enjoy yourself or blah, blah, blah. But And even if you're like, I need to beat this game and you beat it. But sometimes there's a game that's just like it's the game you want to play. It's mm-hmm. the game you need to play right now. And, uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about what games have done that for you, what makes that that game. And then I also have a list from IGN that I want to go down on the top 10 most addictive online games. This is, of course, their opinion, but it's very similar to everyone else's opinions. And kind of talk about those as well and see where we kind of stand on if we're in line with those games and how addictive they are or if we kind of have our own qualities of what we find addictive. Okay. So yeah, should I start with the IGN list first to get the sure. juices flowing, or should we just talk about what we think? Eh, just start with the, the list, I think. Okay. So we're going to start with this <laughs> list real quick. Uh, again, this is from IGN. This is their opinion, but I looked at a couple lists just to kind of get an idea of what people consider the most addictive games, and they're all pretty much these games. So uh, number 10 on here is Overwatch. Um, I'm not going to read the description of that, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Overwatch is very popular. A lot of people play it, and I know some people who play it very regularly. Um, then we, and in that game, I would say definitely the gameplay. I think the social aspects and the characteristics of the way it looks are probably big factors, but also, um, you know, unlocking aesthetic stuff mm. um, is definitely a, a huge pull. Then we got number nine, Destiny Two, which I think is interesting to see on this list. Destiny pretty much. Hits two major uh, itches, I think, or scratches two major itches, in my opinion, which one is really tight, good first-person uh, controls, uh, and then an overall MMO feeling. Um, you get the social aspects, you get the loot, which is huge for me, um, and progression, uh, something to work towards. Plus, it has uh, end game, you know, uh, dungeons, stuff like that, raids. Uh, then we got Fortnite which uh, I think is also a huge social pull. Uh, it's also free to play, so a lot of people can hop in and play it. Um, Ever-expanding, ever-changing world and things to unlock. So, uh, yeah. Then we got Rainbow Six Siege. So weird how big Rainbow Six Siege is because like, I was one of those people, I played the beta, I played the fuck out of the beta, I loved it. Yeah. Bought it when it came out, played it, loved it. Came back, played it again, loved it. I don't play it at all anymore. It's huge. Yeah. And it's it's so weird that I don't play it because like I liked it a lot. At this point I feel like I'd just be left behind. But uh this one's interesting to me outside of all outside of like the, the, the tactical gameplay and team oriented gameplay I'm I'm curious on, on what the addictive factor of this game is, um, outside of just really enjoying that the what this game offers that other games don't. It still has very original ideas that other games don't have. Um, that's just a really interesting one for me because as a fan of it, I didn't expect it to blow up and it's giant. People probably won't like hearing this, but the one thing I think that that Fortnite and the one that's coming up have in common is just the, the pure uh, competition factor. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is true. 
And then uh, number six, we have CSGO, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, um, which is also interesting. Uh, Counter-Strike's always been really popular and had a huge has had a huge, huge following. And this is also a game that took a little bit to get its legs. Because when it first came out, the first like year or two, I played it and I enjoyed it. It had a pretty small community. Mm-hmm. It had like Counter-Strike fans playing it and that was about it. Now, a lot of people play this game. And uh, I think a lot of this also has to do with uh, the esports aspect of it mm-hmm. as well, giving it, yeah. um, you know, eyes on it and stuff. So, but uh, Counter Strike's always been really good just because it is a skill based game. For it sure. is fucking skill based. It's tactics, it's how good you are at shooting and uh, aiming and, and, essentially besting people because there is no it's not a hero shooter so you don't you don't get specials and stuff like that you just pick your loadout and go then we got number five hearthstone um i assume the collecting aspect of this would probably be an addictive factor only thing i could think of and then you get people who like card games although i hear really mixed things on hearthstone so yeah um yeah then number four we got league of legends uh Another one that's just uh, the competition aspect that gets people playing it. It's funny because a lot of the games I find addictive aren't aren't games like these. Typically, it's really weird. Yeah. Um. So it's it's all these I'm hearing. I'm like, yeah, I get, it, I get it, but I don't really identify with really almost any of these for sure. So, but yeah, League of Legends. You have you know a bunch of uh, characters. It's free to play, which is also another huge factor here. Um, their list is almost almost should be fucking the most popular free to play online games. Um, and not the most addictive, but uh, easiest access. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who have played League of Legends, and some that still do, and um, and there's just a lot to offer. Uh, the competition aspect, the uh, the skill building, and then uh, you know unlocking characters and stuff. And then uh, same thing goes for their number three, which is Dota two. Um, I you know I I haven't seen Dota in a while. Um, I haven't played either of these games in a long time. <laughs> So I don't even know where they're at now, but uh, you know, I'm pretty much gonna gonna mirror what I said about the last one. It, it makes sense in that regard. And then we got Final Fantasy 14, number two. I'm actually a little surprised to see that. Me too. <laughs> uh, I I mean, you guys can both speak on this game because you guys played a lot. Sure, but like you know, the whole list has been you know competitive games for the most part. So th- this is kind of weird to see for me. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's it's fair, and uh, um, you know, Final Fantasy doesn't 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 get quite the praise it it really deserves because it's it's a really big game um but yeah it's an mmo mmos are social uh experiences that you are progressing towards uh you know uh armor weapons end game uh rating uh doing all that stuff so it makes complete sense for this to be on this list and then number one world of warcraft uh which you know has has been the king of mmos uh for a long time mm-hmm. even though it is definitely exists as a smaller part of its former self um it, it definitely i mean at one point had like 12 million fucking people playing it so uh and follows yeah. the same thing it's an mmo and it's it's one of the best examples of how to make an mmo uh, regardless if you like it or not it's it's did everything right pretty much outside of you know it's expansions i know some people are upset with certain ones for sure but, but uh, i mean like yeah right place right time yeah. right hook you know everything was there it, it just the magic happened so mm-hmm. um and it has been it still is you know the the top in its uh its game for god how many years has it been out now like says with over 15 years of content updates yeah so long time um so it's crazy that is impressive yeah so any of these games um do you find yourself 
getting that addictive hook too. Um, anything on here that you would uh, that you would argue against? I mean, it'd be kind of hard to argue against for other people, but for yourself, possibly. I would say I can argue for myself, but um, yeah. everything on this list uh, makes sense uh, for different reasons. The one thing I have kind of like kind of said a little bit over the last couple of years and have definitely seen is, um, and, and I do think it is a huge uh, uh, a tribute to, to esports being such a thing. Competitive gameplay has blown up. Yeah, it's crazy years. And yeah, and it is crazy because like that's like kind of where like PC gaming like started, you know, playing well, like quick two days and stuff like and that. And it exists in a way that it did not exist when it was also popular before because yeah. competitive used to be just like competitive shooters. Now there's different genres that can be competitive that aren't necessarily even battle royales don't play the same as if you're playing like CSGO. For sure. And and I think there is that that thrill um, which is the same reason I even like, I, I find myself enjoying watching people play things like you're dead, you're dead by daylights or even like watching you play hunt and stuff like that. There's a, a, a stress factor and like that relief that you get to feel alongside the person playing essentially when, when they do well. So, um, victory feels much more rewarding when it was difficult to earn. Yeah. And competition, you're not going to find harder competition than another human being. Yeah. Um, so well, that, unless you're playing against an AI, that's unfair. But yeah, yeah, but the, the thr- there's no thrill there. That's frustration at that mm-hmm. point, you know. Oh yeah, it's stupid. Um, and I think that's a huge hook for a lot of people to get that rush of that victory. And I would argue that Fortnite is like chasing that dragon because there's only one winner. Yep. And you get to be king for a moment, like, um, and I'm sure it feels amazing. So and that's that's that 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 rush you're after. So oh, dude, everyone in every battle royal ever, as soon as they get their first one, they fucking go yes. And then after that, they cross their arms and they look at you and like, have you gotten yours yet? You been have you won yet? First place? You gotten it yet? Yeah, it's just pure dopamine. And they never get one again. But after that one, they like they've joined a club now, oh, and yeah. they're just like they just like look down on everyone else who hasn't done it. They're like, have you done it? I'm like, I don't even play that game. Well, and then like, you, you haven't gone it yet. You got then? that taste, right. and you want it again. Yeah. So. Some of them just quit right after that. I know some people were just like, oh, well, I got my first place. I'm done playing this game. <laughs> well, they're the ones uh, who who tried the, the hard stuff and were like, okay, I know it's like I talk about it, but I know what happens. <laughs> Did acid once. Yeah. So um, I, I get it. I'm, I'm the wrong person, though, because like I don't I don't get thrill from competition. I actually get like anxiety and like. Uh, oh, I get sweet, sweet anxiety, too. Um and to the point, and I'm the type of person, I'm not a thrill chaser, like in real life, in, and in games that tra- it translates into games for me. So like, you know, pe- some people like to drive real fast and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? This is dangerous. We'll die. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I don't want to do that in games either half the time. Oh, like, I've had friends who are like, hey, you want to want to jump out of a plane with me? I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm yeah. not interested. Not. I'm so, sure it's great and that's fine to each their own, but yeah. that's not for me. You can get me on a roller coaster. I like that. This is true. Yeah. But like, yeah, most time I'm not looking to like I, adrenaline. If my adrenaline is going up, I'm like, get that back down. That is really weird. Like just as someone who's known you for fucking 33 years, you don't like anything adrenaline based, but you like roller coasters. I've mm. seen it my whole life. You're like, oh, I like roller coasters. You'll get on there. I'll get on there too. I'll fucking my head's flying around. I get a headache. I get off. I'm like, oh, and you're just like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck, dude. Yeah. I don't get that. If, for yeah, some reason, weird. I like roller coasters. So, um, <laughs> but so the same translates to games 
competitive games is really difficult because like the the moment I'm in a situation where I know I'm against another person, my adrenaline's like, <gasps> I'm just like I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling. So, yeah, I can play some competitive stuff, but it usually needs to be pretty large scale. Like, I was a big fan of like Halo large team battles, for example. Mm. Um, where you kind of just get lost. Battlefield's you, a great one for you do, me. Yeah, I'll say you do better in larger team FPSs. Because yeah. you you like to be a, like a cog in the machine, but not the machine. Yeah, well, I think that kind of translates to, to my opinion of myself. Anyways, is I don't ever want to be center of attention. I just yeah. want to kind of do my own thing. Leave me alone. Like, I, don't, I don't either. I don't want to go fuck. It. I don't want to be noticed. But if I have to be, I I work better under pressure. So when I'm playing yeah. like Search and Destroy Hardcore <laughs> and like Call of Duty, and I'm the last dude alive, I play better. Because I know people are. I don't give a fuck about the people watching. But I'm just like I'm the only way we can win now. And I'm like, I have to be extra fucking careful. Or when I'm playing Hunt or whatever, mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, there's only two of us on a team. And if one of my guys gets dropped, now I got to fight two people who I have, you know, double the chance of getting shot in the head yeah. by these people and shit. And I just get way sharper when that happens. It's one of the reasons why I've gotten better at playing Hunt as opposed to when I just kind of go by the fucking numbers of Call of Duty because I'm just trying to unlock the guns, I'm unlocking all the skins, all the shit. You know, I'm just kind of sitting back and playing after work, shooting well, people, a real having penalty fun. There. There's no penalty when you yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, but in Hunt, I lose everything. So it's like... Like I die in Final Fantasy, I'm just like, oh, fuck, yeah. god damn it. So out of the necessity, <laughs> I've had to get better. And yeah. that, yeah. Which and I get that. Cool factor, Versus yeah. like, do you actually use MMOs as an example? When you played Final, old school Final Fantasy Eleven and you died, you lost experience, you could down level. So there was like a punishment. I missed that. Yeah, there's no punishment in most MMOs. Most of them just make it as an excuse to be a money sink because... And most need those anyways, otherwise everyone becomes rich. Mm -hmm. So um in fact I would argue 14 needs some more money sinks. But um that being said, uh to move past like competitive for me at least, um, I'm gonna kinda go into the mixed one now, like where we want to talk about like Overwatch and like Hearthstone and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's a competitive factor there, but I also think there is a huge casual and um social factor there which is very important in those the one thing i noticed on that whole fucking list though was social factor yeah and that is huge um i mean it's a big reason i played world of warcraft for a long time but i didn't necessarily enjoy wow like to the point where like you know if they if all my friends stopped playing i would have been done like that would have been it for me for Versus, the years that you played wow on and off you never you were never talking it up yeah i was playing with playing because you're always talking about your guild yeah versus like 14 like i enjoy playing like I, I don't need i, I kind of said this and scream took it kind of yeah I, I doubt he took it actually seriously but he was like oh wow okay but i was like i don't need you guys here to enjoy myself <laughs> like i enjoy this Damn, game fucking twist the blade so, um it is more fun with people mm -hmm. but i don't need the people in that game versus like when i played wow i needed those people right yeah so um so social is a huge factor in a lot of games. I mean, PSO2 is coming out soon. And though I'll enjoy myself, I'm going to enjoy it more with people. Mm -hmm. That's definitely it's social, though. Social. Yeah. Uh, and that's a huge factor. And I think Overwatch and, and Hearthstone are great examples of that. Um, and then collectability in both those games. You're collecting things. And that really is a strong thing. I mean, Pokemon is huge. And that game is literally collecting things. See, that's where you lose me when it comes to the idea of being an addictive game is I'm not a big collector. I'm not so, in most games. If I'm already passionate about something, if you go into something knowing it's going to be a collection game, that's mm. not enough for me. But in like real life, I'm not a big collector, but if I'm really into it, like cameras, I, mm -hmm. I own too many cameras and I'll buy more cameras. And people are like, why do you need all those cameras? I'm like, I like them. Yeah. 
and like uh, berserk shit. Yeah. If I see something that's berserk, I'll buy it because I'm already invested. So I'm into collecting in certain things, but going into a game where it's like you got to collect all the Pokemon, yeah. you got to collect all the cards, you got to collect, uh, you got to get a platinum, you got to find all the things in every level and stuff. Like I'm, that's not something that's that's. And again, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying there's good or bad, right or wrong when it comes to this. I'm just not particularly into collecting things. So that's never a factor. Like Overwatch, I feel like over it's, it, it really upsets me that I'm not super into Overwatch because it looks great. It plays great. I like the idea of it. It is a competitive game, um, but the rewards are really cool aesthetics. Yeah. And that, for me personally, is not is not a thing that I'm after. And, and yeah, and that's where I'm at, too, is... Um, there are certain things where collection does work. Pokemon's a big one for me. I love Pokemon. Sure. But the cool thing about Pokemon, though, is there's still a utility use to the collection. Yes. That's exactly right. It. right. The Pokemon they are the RPG. Own stats. Yeah. They have their own stats. They have their own stuff. That's the RPG. Yeah. So there's a factor. Like when we're playing Temtem, yeah. it's exciting because you're getting new things that all look cool. And it's like this like exploration journey where you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, I've never seen this Pokemon, this Temtem. Now I got it. But also now that you have it, you're not just like, woohoo, fucking Animal yeah. Crossing with it. But you're also like, Get in there and fight, boy, and fucking you're hitting it and fucking it's going rah, attacking shit, making them fight like dogs. Well, and then yeah, and so to to bring that back to Overwatch, Overwatch you get cosmetics that could transition. Well, no, no, that's my fault. That's fine. I just, <laughs> um, bring it back to Overwatch. <laughs> just to, to finish my my point on that is that um, so there is unlockables, which is for me a, a huge factor. I need unlockables to like really get like the hook, but they don't actually do anything for you. Yeah. And though I love cosmetics in games, I think that is always a, a nice like icing on the cake. It's not the reason I want the cake. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, and then that just kind of misses for me. And, and Hearthstone's big thing is, um, at least it used to be, I have not touched it in a long time, but it used to be, uh, it had like an offline mode, but it was like so shallow that there's no reason for me to play. I don't want to play against people. I don't care. I want to like, try you know play a, a match or two of the card game um and that's fine um uh, but i don't know i i think i was more into cards when i was younger than i am as I, oh you're I way more into cards when you're younger you're not yeah. really into cards anymore yeah i used, used to play to a ton it. of magic the gathering growing up and even yeah. now like i can't even fathom like playing magic the gathering <laughs> and i did really enjoy that so um so i've fallen out of that for sure so that that factor is just not there for me either mm -hmm. and i'm not saying anything negative about hearthstone either it obviously is doing something right. So, um, yeah, just to be clear for anyone who's because we're talking about big games here. Anyone's part of these communities or fandoms, we're talking about purely our opinions on this, and we're not saying if we don't like it, it's, qualities, it's yeah. bad. We're not saying that at all. I just want to be clear about that because I know some people I can get I uh, protective. I don't think you could literally pick any game on the list and call it bad. Like, that's, no, there's not one bad yeah, game on the list, and I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people would argue Fortnite's bad. I, I I would argue otherwise. I don't think it's bad. I don't think there's anything there I'm for not, me. I'm not interested at in all. it. I'm not into it. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's you, not bad. You can't call it a bad game. Yeah, yeah. that um, game supported better than fucking almost any game out there. But yeah, so and then uh, the so the, I guess like the the two that did work for me on that list really is Destiny two and, and Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, with SD2, and you kind of said it, the shooting feels good. Yep. Um, they yeah, oddly enough, when I tell people that, like, one of the reasons Call of Duty is Call of Duty, people are like, well, it's popular, I don't like it. Well, it doesn't matter. There's still not a first-person shooter that really rivals Call of Duty in the way it fucking plays. Call of Duty is a fucking tight-ass shooter. For and sure. if you're a fan of shooters, not just someone coming into it. Uh-oh. Oh. Lost Chris. 
So anyway, Call of Duty is a tight-ass shooter, and that's one of the biggest factors to it of, of its success outside of brand, outside of that it's existed for a long time, outside of it used to have great games that a lot of people agree were the good ones, and then some people faded off from it, and it seems like some people are coming back. But all in all, part of the whole machine of Call of Duty has been how well it plays, and there's not a whole lot of shooters that really compete with it when it comes to that in the way that it, it, if you're into first-person shooters, you will understand that factor because there's a lot of them out there that just don't play as well as Call of Duty. That being said, Destiny and Destiny 2 are one of the only games out there that I'll actually, and Halo, I'll actually say kind of is on the same level it's Call of duty in the sense that bungie knows how to play or make a shooter so they have they have the shooting mechanics down mm-hmm. in destiny 2 it is a very good feeling first person shooter it feels uh really sharp uh all the guns have a good punch to it there's a lot of good impact to the weapons all the grenades are punchy they throw things when they die mm-hmm. just like in halo and so you know when we're talking about destiny 2 outside of the mo mechanics being a good shooter it's it's it, it really is understated on how, mm-hmm. how good Destiny 2, regardless if you like Destiny 2 or not, regardless if you like Call of Duty or not, these are some of the best-feeling mainstream first-person shooters that exist. For sure. And and that's a huge factor of, obviously, like the enjoyment of, of Destiny 2. Um, and then, like, you know, a lot of uh, games uh, and another addictive quality, or addictive quality uh, that these games have uh, is the, obviously the leveling. Uh, progression and then the getting new gear that has stats and in destiny's case specifically the guns all feel very different mm-hmm. um, especially yeah. when you're getting the un- uniquely named ones and they have these like interesting effects it's not as crazy as like borderlands but like it's still like they weren't afraid to be like um a little out there with with yeah. some of the weapons which i really appreciate because it gives you not only do you have a trophy but now it also like does something different from the rest of the guns which is right. is a factor like you get mm-hmm. to go look at this cool thing i have um my only long-term issue with destiny the thing i think it's missing and i think a lot of it has to do with the pace of the game too you get to the end so fast mm-hmm. and then you run out of stuff to do um well there's things you can just do over and over again forever yeah uh that i'll go towards something but it it feels less rewarding when you get to the end because you get there so quickly yes and i think that's getting into the faux MMO, like the, the looter shooter genre, that's a problem in that genre in general. They all the, let you get to the end. And then you're like, well, I guess we just kill each other now. So yeah, the pacing and sense of progression happens too quickly. There's no, agreed. they don't have not fine tuned that yet. But mm-hmm. I love the journey every time. Every one yeah. of these games I've played super fun to play. So I just, someone needs to, I love faux MMOs. I just, uh, yeah, they're just they they always end so empty feeling. Yeah, that uh, like I enjoy the journey. I love that they're a hybrid of like a single player cooperative game and an MMO. Um, but yeah, I just never feel fulfilled by the time I'm done with it. But the whole journey is always really fun. So it's it's frustrating because the genre is pretty much there. Yeah, they just haven't nailed how to keep you invested at the end. And it's like, you could just mimic MMOs. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of successful MMOs that have been doing it forever. And even they eventually run to a, a point where they got to release an expansion. But yeah. people at least are like satiated from that end game much longer than in like a, a, a fucking Division yeah. or Anthem or fucking uh, Destiny or whatever. Well, and, and realistically, and I'm actually stealing this from a, another YouTuber, but the people who play these games... 
and and and, and consume them at the rate there that that you run into that problem, you you can't actually ever please them. They're, sure. Yeah, they're they're just always gonna be hungry. So you just have to find a point where like, how long can we starve them before they just don't come back? So yeah. Um, well, because you can't just fucking put out content nonstop. No, it's, it's impossible. impossible. And yeah. then if you if you did find a way to, everyone's learning this lesson. It seems at this point. But if you pump out content fast when you try and promise people, oh, we got weekly, bi-weekly, fucking monthly content yeah. coming out all the time. It's so minimal of what it is because yeah. you can't. You, people think for some reason the shit just gets made out of fucking thin air. It's like for people sure. have to make the assets. They have to make it work. They got to fucking yeah. make sure the numbers work correctly so it's balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just and then how many fucking new guns is is going to keep you interested? They got to come up with new fucking locations and new uh, story arcs and yeah. all sorts of shit, and that takes time. So yeah, you got to make a solid end game that'll keep people last, uh, you know, staying in it for a while, while you have time to you know months, a year, two years to fucking work on yeah. the next chunk, essentially. Yeah, right. and I think to specifically speak on the the. the the side of like Final Fantasy 14, they do uh, an on schedule, you know, every so many months patch cycle, and then a every two years expansion cycle. So there's always um, an expectation of content, and the the amount of it is usually you you know what to expect. So, um, but I think uh, a lot of these these companies are, are starting to take this approach too. I mean, we kind of talked about it before with Path of Exile as well. They have like a schedule mm-hmm. they, they release content on mm-hmm. that. That seems to be like the the thing you need to do, and I think, um, and I know Destiny, Bungie's in a weird position because they went from being funded to self funding, and so they have to find that rhythm. So yeah. Hopefully they they do because I I always hear it like it's a roller coaster of emotions with that game, man. So uh, fortunately I don't play it consistently, so every time I come back in I'm like I'm having fun. <laughs> so yeah, um, I want to dial it back to the addictive qualities yes. of what we find. Uh, addictive in games so far though for me and you it sounds like we've kind of dialed in what we don't find addictive in these games that other people might find addictive we've discussed what probably is the addictive quality for them but what's not for us and why we are Mm -hmm. not part of those communities but uh do you have anything to add to that chris any of the the games on there outside of final fantasy 14 that you have opinions on competition isn't a big factor for me personally i know it's a big like it's a big human factor in general i think that's what these these games really tap into is the human need for competition and to socialize around those competitions um and i'm more of like the socializer around the competitions i played very few sports growing up and so like that competitive factor has never been a hard drive for me so that's probably why i don't enjoy a lot of these games myself be honest i didn't play fucking sports either in my whole life when i was like well when i was a kid every year like people would look at me and be like you got broad shoulders you want to play football i'm like no no no, no absolutely and then the next year somebody like hey you look like you'd be good at football you want to play football i'm like no You're like i don't like concussions i'm like bro dude i got i got <laughs> these are artist hands okay i don't fucking i ain't damaging them for no one okay yeah, i'm yeah. Really weird about my hands too i create things and i don't create. i don't i don't break them just can't play without them yeah that's true. <laughs> um, so Final Fantasy fourteen is on that list, which um, I think was kind of a surprise for everyone. Um, without jumping into a, a Final Fantasy fourteen discussion, sure. what are the factors of Final Fantasy fourteen that are addictive to you guys? Um, well, for me personally, 
the thing that is I think is an addictive factor in all games. It's mm-hmm. a really good way to get me going in games is um, progression, leveling yep. progression. Even though it's just numbers technically, um, there's something that feels good about hitting those checkpoints. It's still a metric of success and, and knowing you're getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that doesn't last forever. Eventually, you get tired of leveling. So there's mm-hmm. a pace that is definitely needed there. And you know, to be honest, specifically talking about 14, um, sometimes I don't want to do it. Sometimes I'm I'm just feeling like, oh god, I just want to level right now. So, but overall, it is a positive in any game. I like it in Destiny. I like it in 14. I liked it in WoW. I like it in offline games. Like leveling is great. Um, and then equipment, getting constant equipment that. Um, you know, will increase my stats, change my appearance. And, um, you know, there's an excitement factor to getting something. And I think that is also something, uh, and that is another pace thing. I think, um, there are MMOs to use them specifically that don't give gear often enough. And some just give it to you so quickly, torchlight too, that you don't get to savor it. Cheapens it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 14 has a good pacing in that but they they learned that over time that wasn't the case in the beginning so um and that's really important and then when you're done leveling the big addictive factor is like um are the activities that don't involve leveling fun to do is there mm-hmm. is there a challenge because challenge is important you know so is there something to overcome is there something to earn right. is there the trophy to have um, those are, those are important things as well. And they still increase your stats, but not necessarily a lot, just enough to be like, you're still getting something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not a hollow victory. Yeah. Um, other than that, you know, it's the live in social qualities that, that, that I think are important. And it's a huge reason I love stuff like PSO two or like fans are in general as a series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most of my fondest memories in online games whether they're MMOs, whether they're your, your survival games like your Conan, Exiles, or, or anything like that. It's just like dicking around with people, man. Mm-hmm. Like that is, yeah. those are memories. And you don't get to have those um, if the game doesn't give you the systems to have them. So Well, and social games allow you to have a dynamic uh, situation every time you play with people so that you can actually have an experience that can't be repeated. Um, so uh, an experience someone else didn't have so you now have a story whereas like if you're playing a game that you're going to be the first level of this game and it's going to go the same as the other person did you beat it yeah I beat it okay cool did you ever make it to level 5 yeah there's no choice nothing happened there and specifically when you're playing a game with other people uh, that that also broadens what can happen in that uh, you know when I used to play I mean, even Conan, but like when I play like Hunt or when I used mm-hmm. to play DayZ a lot, um, the social element of that game uh, only boldened, emboldened the the experience even further than the um, the random aspects of what loot I found, if I was starving to death, uh, mm-hmm. if I got hurt from a zombie, um, if you know, blah blah blah. Is is the random encounters with people, whether they're good or bad, yeah. or and you know in hunt how it went about who my partner was how they're acting what they said um in an mmo if you're doing a raid with uh, a great team of people who are awesome and all work together really well or you got that random guy who made the whole situation fucked up and you failed or you still won but they made it difficult but you mm-hmm. still managed to make it these are all factors that make all these situations more compelling and i think that compelling aspect 
uh, adds to you wanting to get back in there and play it again because you want to have more experiences and more stories to tell. For sure. Um, and then the the other thing to, to add, actually, to be, and then I'll I'll shut up for a little bit here, but um, that's fine. The one thing that fourteen has that you don't really see generally in the MMO space, but you see a little bit. You see it in Destiny two, and then you see it in games like your Borderlands two, for example, which is like the same reason you watch TV or read a book. It's the story. Like there's there's an investment you get to have, and you are that main character you are the main character in borderlands too or you're actually part of a, a greater group in borderlands so i should say mm-hmm. um <clears throat> in 14 you you are the the main character and eventually you are part of the group as well which i kind of like i really like the the creativity and storytelling that they they get just better and better at in that game and then um yeah any game like if you can destiny 2 they, i don't like all the stories in destiny 2 but sometimes i'm like that was really interesting like as much as i'm not a huge fan of the uh i'm gonna get the planet wrong but the the osiris stuff um mm. i thought that the story behind that though i was like that was really kind of intriguing i like that it's short and simple and i got to experience it It was fun but i remember that aspect of that more than playing it so yeah and i think that's important so for sure mm-hmm. Social aspects are really important for me in in Final Fantasy. Like, if I was playing by myself, I could do it, but I wouldn't enjoy it as much. It's really getting to play with other people. Like, I'll stop what I'm doing in in Final Fantasy to play with other people. Um, And that's that's a factor in most of the games I really enjoy playing is being able to just play with my friends. That's the whole reason I play games. I don't play there just to be by myself. I mean, I I can... Placate myself, play by myself, but the social factors are really important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other thing that really draws me to the Final Fantasy, uh, in particular, is the the character customization. And and I use that a lot, um, but to fine tune it, I it would be like I can play my character however I want to play it. If you know today I want to tank, tomorrow I want to DPS, next next minute I want to heal. I can switch on the go however I want to do it, and I can make my character literally look however i want based on things that i've done in game like i've gone out and gathered all this armor and now i can make my character look like this aesthetic or i've done these like time limited events that give me this you know piece of gear that's just for looks but i can you know dye it and apply it to other pieces of armor and together make this cool unique looking character which is really important to me i think yeah i mean that's that's an interesting way to put it that that, that game allows you to look and play the way you want with your friends essentially so that that hook of just earning more to have even more freedom to play a game that you enjoy any way that you want and that comes into having the job system that allows you to hop around jobs so easily you don't have to make multiple characters for different classes and stuff like that and then you know all the stuff you've earned all the aesthetic stuff you're wearing and then yeah being able to play with people so that's that's an interesting point to why that would be a such a pull for you so Mm -hmm. And yeah. the combat system, well, it's very like reminiscent of, of older MMOs. You know, it's it's pretty similar to how most MMOs do their their combat system. There are some things that like you can. It's it's kind of like puzzle solving, and I guess that's the raid seed in most MMOs when you're first doing it. But it just feels so unique to me in that like I've played World of Warcraft back in the day, and and when I was raiding it, it was way back, like Burning Crusade, like way back in the day. And your tells were mostly things of like the boss is now casting this move. Whereas like in Final Fantasy, it's a little more 
easy to interpret at some points when you get conal attacks and they have large indicators on the ground and how you handle those is so wide and varied it feels like like when i played wow back in the day it was very much like this is the exact strategy of how to do this and this is how we do it every single time oh, cut yeah. and paste otherwise you're going to lose mm-hmm. whereas like currently in final fantasy you can just employ so many different tactics that it just feels so unique and varied every time i, I raid hmm. that's interesting yeah i mean and obviously like people are gonna hone down like the optimal way to do it but that doesn't mean sure. it's the only way to do it so. yeah right right just from my past experience of old warcraft because i haven't played really hard record rating in a long time that was the thing was like this is what people do and this is how we do it there's no other variation to it and that could just be in the groups i was in and not to like downplay warcraft because i'm sure the rating scene is great and varied but in past experiences it was just very like this is how you do it there's no variation to it you deviate we lose yeah. So, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to tie this. How, how does that tie into addictive uh, quality? The puzzle-solving aspect of okay. being able to have various solutions to one puzzle is really enjoyable to me. That way I can have my creative – I use the term creative. I, I like to think of myself as a creative person. But be able to creatively solve solutions in games is really important to me. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, MMOs, MMOs have have all those factors, I and mean, some of so much of it is is social when it comes to you know the hook and 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 then when it comes down to just the way the game looks, if you're vibing with that, but also classes and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, outside of the MMO sphere, it starts getting kind of interesting when I th- when I think about addictive quality because like anybody who's playing like a single player third person action game has a really good story they're going to be really into it they're going to be really invested they're going to want to beat it and then when they beat it they're done so it's almost hard for me to call that an addictive game because maybe the story you're you're want to you're you being compelled by the story is the addictive quality but you're not coming back to that game all the times to play it again yeah exactly it's like watching a good tv show and then you're done with it um and so, like, you know, those kind of games, I don't really view as being addicted to them. Um, although I guess you could if you go right back in and play it. Like when I when I beat Death Stranding, I, I start playing it even more after I beat it just because I enjoyed. I, I'm one of the weirdos that enjoyed playing that game. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's it's interesting that a lot of that addictive quality comes with games that almost have like an endless feature to them for the most part. Yeah. It, it, they allow themselves to be more more open ended more open-ended but allow you to play it further and for longer um so i'm thinking about the two games that uh did we lose chris again all right if you if you notice the cut that we've had a couple times in this episode so far uh the internet in washington i hope it's just here is fucking up a lot and uh we're having some technical difficulties so we apologize for that uh continuing the conversation from where i remember it uh i was talking about i was trying to bring it back to Right now, I have two games that are, uh, I would say, highly addictive for me. They're the games that I'm constantly thinking about to the point where there's other games that I have obligations to play that I have played already, but I still need to play some more of. And then other games that I was really enjoying a lot, and I want to play them further, but the other side of my brain's like, don't worry about those games. You want to play these games. And that's what I mean by addictive. 
in the sense of I need to play it. I want to play it. And that's uh, I've talked about it before, so I won't talk about the games themselves too much. But Hunt Showdown and Conan Exiles, I'm playing both those right now. And those are the only two games I really want to play right now. And so when I was thinking about it, I was like, these these games are actually very different. So uh, there's not just like the one formula to make it work. Uh, for everyone, of course, but also specifically just for me. Like, I could easily go, I like progression. That is true. If you want me to play your game, have some kind of leveling in it that has rewards for leveling, and you're going to you're gonna get me to want to play it. Add loot to that. I'm going to enjoy that. Enjoy it. If it's cheap loot, it's like not that great stuff, I'll still play your game. If it's awesome, cool, rare stuff you can find, legendary stuff you can find, uh, individual uh, items, definitely will want to play that. If you got co-op in there, definitely going to want to play that. Um so those are all really easy factors for me to kind of throw in there. But then I think about Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown is a uh, you're versus NPCs, but also against other people. Um, you lose a lot if you die. There is leveling, but I don't I don't play for that. Um, a lot of the items that uh, are higher level items, I could kill somebody and take the take it from them. Um, you can find them randomly. Um, there's ways to get this stuff without unlocking it. So when you do unlock it, you're just like, okay, now I have access to that. Still got to spend money on it though. And then if you die, you lose it. I mean, you could literally spend a thousand dollars on a fucking weapon in that game, die, and then that weapon, you, you might not have even shot a fucking a bullet out of it. Um, so unlocking stuff only makes you more well-rounded and what you have to equip in your tool set but it's it's mostly the gameplay that i really enjoy in that game um and that makes me think about all the times i've gotten really addicted to games it's it's one that one genre isn't stagnant yet almost it's like uh new ways to play new new ways of gameplay gameplay is is it sounds so vague and basic, but gameplay is super addictive to me. If you offer me a way to play a game that I'm not used to and it's really fun to do um, and you're the best example of me to be able to play that style of game, I'm going to want to do it. We played that push the button game mm -hmm. that we've talked about many times now. It's just a fucking random game on Jackbox. And it was really fun. And I was like clamoring on like, how can I get more of that experience? That was really cool. So now I'm playing Project Winter, which I don't think is as good as Push the Button, but it's still fun. But that's a gameplay. It's the type of gameplay I wasn't getting before. So I'm thinking about it more often. It's like when Grand Theft Auto 3 first came out. I could not stop playing that fucking game. It was the first time I had access to a 3D city that i could run around drive cars into shit shoot people do missions stuff like that and now it's a pretty basic experience but when it first came out when i first had access to that i was addicted um when i first played the daisy mod i was fucking addicted there's there's still not very many games like it but there's no games like it back then um to be able to live in this world uh survive uh have to uh scavenge for food water um Use your wits to make sure you didn't die. Uh, protect other people you're playing with. Um, encounter other people that might be friendly, might not be friendly. I ran into it all. Uh, got betrayed by people in that game. That was an experience that I could not get anywhere else. And not an experience I want to live in real life at all. That's the fucking last thing I want to do in real life is fight for my life and hope I can trust people. But uh, to experience that in a in a game format is something that... You can't, you can't offer me that experience in a movie. You can't offer that in a book. I can read someone else's story, but in that game, it's my story. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get back in there and experience that um, out of curiosity. Hunt's the same. It's uh, every, every fucking match is different. I'm going to run into different people. I'm going to play with different people. I'm going to have different outcomes. I might have awesome outcomes. I might have shitty outcomes. But I'm constantly just trying to chase 
that experience and the rewards in that game are so high risk that you know you lose a lot but you can gain a lot uh by doing that and that is an experience that i'm not getting from other games that's a big factor when i keep talking about this game it's not something i'm getting from a lot of games the only game i bring up when it comes to this is like daisy and tarkov um those are the other games that are like high risk high reward uh the more you do the more you can gain but the more you can lose and uh and that's something i really enjoy and something i think a lot of people have the balls to make so i think that's that's one of the the highest addictive uh, factors of that game because otherwise, I mean, it's a fucking first person shooter. Uh, there's a lot of them out there, and I like most of them. Um, this one also happens to have the balls to be western setting in a swamp uh, with some really creative monsters and guns that I love. I love that era in guns. I love lever action guns. I love bolt action, single action, all that shit. It's a really cool era in guns, and it's it's in in games like when I play. Um, Killing Floor and Killing Floor 2, I always liked using the lever action rifle because I love how satisfying it is to go boom and go boom and hit people in the head and shit. And this whole game is just that. Yeah. So it really just works for me. So that's that's the addictive factor to that is is purely just the experience and the and the skill building. I, I kind of miss working at getting better at a game. I haven't done that in a long time. I mean, the last time I can remember doing that is like fucking Soul Calibur. Um, well, fighting games will definitely do it. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> um, and then like way back in the day, I was really good at Halo 2. Um, then Halo 3 happened to me and I stopped. But uh, but Halo 2, like I, I was undefeated one-on-one. I'd never fought anybody one-on-one and lost. Um, and fucking, I just loved playing the game. Uh, so, you know, I, I used to be really competitive and this game has brought that out in me again. So that's really fucking cool. And then uh, on a more uh, expected basic level, but I think there's more to it, games like Conan Exiles... Uh, Ark, um, Minecraft games like this really fucking speak to me um, because they give me elements of the survival dynamic aspects of playing a game like Daisy. Um, they give you the social aspects uh, almost, in my opinion, more than an MMO. Except for the the driving factor of MMO is like doing the raids together is like very socially bonding. Mm-hmm. But surviving in a world or together splitting. or splitting for sure. Um, <laughs> But but playing a game like like Ark or uh, you know Conan or or Minecraft or anything like that, um, Seven Days to Die, something like that, is you're actually shaping the world, mm-hmm. and all your actions are are negatively or positively impacting other people, and you're sharing in these dynamic uh, experiences with your friends. If I may, the one yeah, thing right. I also think that the survival genre, because I, I, I assume that's what we'd put that into. Yeah, technically. Um, and even though for me, it's like loose survival, but you can turn, you can make the game harder. Yeah. Well, I just to kind of lump them into something real quick for the sake of this, the survival genre and the MMO genre have, I think is, and this is going to be a weird way to word this, but you get to be Frodo and go on that adventure. Um, if you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can spawn, live in one spot never leave. I just think there's, there's this appeal that like you get to live and explore somewhere. Um, and I think that is, is the thing because I like both those genres a lot. And I think that's yeah. a huge factor for both of those is like, there's a whole world out there, you know, and, and, mm. and that's kind of like the, the dream, you know, when you, I remember growing up playing games and like watch the star Trek and be like, I can't wait for your know, holodecks because I get to live <laughs> and be in some other world. It's kind of the experience you're getting out mm. of those. So, um, I think mm-hmm. that's a, a huge driving force too, is just the, the sheer, like, you're part of the world. So 
Yeah. Right. right. Um, and then with that, with the social social aspect, you're mm-hmm. sharing with other people and they're all sharing that story. Or even if you're not in the same part of the map as other people, you're all experiencing different things, but in the same world, it's yeah. all it's all affecting each other. But then on, so that that's, that's an addictive quality for me, but also um, a game like Conan Exiles does it so well in the sense that I, I we already talked about this earlier. Uh, luckily, this whole episode's kind of about this. Um, I love building stuff in games because I, mm-hmm. like Chris said, I, I, me and Chris are both creatively minded people for sure. Um, Chevy's creative in some ways, but he doesn't really, he doesn't really like to express himself too much. Not my forte. Um, but, uh, so I, I, I love building stuff. I like, uh, you know, if you give me the tools to make something, I'll make something. And, uh, so I'm gonna do that anyway. But then in this game, you get experience. For everything you do, if you kill people, if you uh, make items to build stuff, if you harvest stuff, everything that you do, if you're cutting trees down, breaking rocks, it's all giving you small pieces of experience. So that's a huge driving factor for me because I'm already doing something I want to do regardless of the experience, which is great. If your game can make me want to play it without leveling, you made a really good game. Um, But but then... then but then they're giving me the drugs too. They're like, hey, this is fun, huh? I'm like, yeah, it's really fun. I'm like, hey, how's this feel? I'm like, ooh, that's nice. You having fun, right? Yeah. You having more fun now? Yes. So now I have this project I want to work on, but I also know while doing this project I want to work on, I'm also going to get better. I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get access to newer things to make the project even cooler. And it's just, it's for me, this, this formula is fucking crack. Um, I mean, back when Minecraft came out, and it's hard to say when it was popular. It's been popular since it came out. It's it's always going to be huge. Um, mm. People still play a shitload of it. Um, when it first came out, I was like, holy shit, I can fucking dig anywhere. I can build anything. I can do all this stuff. I can play Minecraft right fucking now. Um, but there's not really like a progression system outside of your own personal progression. Um, but the, the genre has evolved. Uh, you know, I think arc was fucking such a revolution in the genre. Um, because first off it just was wild. And it's like, there's dinosaurs and machine guns in this. There's fucking lasers and missiles and fucking iron fortresses with automated turrets while you're riding around Raptors. And you you can (laughs) make it all, you can affect everything. And, and that was awesome. But then for me, I think Conan exiles is a deeper, more, uh, third person action, even if you play first person, but third person action experience where you're locking onto stuff and the the controls just feel more tight. They feel better than than you'd get out of Ark, which feels like a cool idea that was executed. Whereas Conan Exiles feels like a more finished game, um, mm-hmm. a game with bigger ideas and 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 more ideas that come from uh, you know single player AAA games, but it happens to be multiplayer. And so the whole thing just kind of culminates. And I'm not even like. I don't have a past with Conan. I'm not like, yeah, fuck yeah, I love Conan. But I play it, and I'm like, who gives a shit? I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. So I, it, it's funny because I remember uh, we have some friends who were really into this game, and uh, me and you both were kind of like, hey, it's Conan. Like, I was interested, and I just didn't want to spend the money on yeah. it. Yeah, and then we got it for PlayStation Plus. It was the same thing. Like, there was a, there was interest there, but like, yeah, no excitement really. Mm-hmm. And we started playing. I'm like, oh my god. Yep. Yeah, within the first hour or two, I was like, oh shit. Okay. Because I was like, eh, it's Conan. It's Ark. Cool. I mean, it's just, it's Ark Conan, whatever. But then I start playing. I'm like, oh, this has some really good features. This is like a legit fucking game. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, 
And so, you know, right now I can't speak for of all time, but right now it, it its formula is, is everything outside of story that I want out of a game. I'm not saying it's the perfect game and I'm not saying it plays the best, but out of all the things that keep me playing a game, um, it has a lot of them. Um, the props to them because there is lore spots all over the yeah. the map too. Yeah. So you can yeah. there is story in the game. Yeah, it's really I don't know mm-hmm. they really and there's well world made. progression. <laughs> there's there's fucking crazy fucking battles and fucking gods and shit. You can fight all mm-hmm. sorts of crazy stuff. So I mean we've I've put a lot of time to this fucking game and I've barely scratched the surface because I'm just busy building my fucking my my buildings and there's <laughs> a whole world of shit to go do and I'm like hold yeah. on I just want to build this. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just a really really. I'm not even here trying to talk about Conan. I'm saying the addictive qualities of this game are really great, and they're they they really speak to me. And that's really any game that that offers that. But again, going back, new ways to play games is also addictive for me. So if I experience something that I wasn't experiencing before, and I'm like, holy shit, this is this is a really neat idea. I'm gonna play the fuck out of it, and then eventually, if it gets popular, that genre is gonna burn out, and I'll lose interest, and I won't be addicted to it anymore. Unless someone comes up with a really good idea, but it seems to be a really big case for me. If I if there's if there's new ways to play, I will, if I enjoy it, become addicted to it, um, just because I like experiencing new things. I know it's really vague, but some people like have their genres they play. Hmm. I have genres I lean towards, um, but anyone who watches the channel regularly knows I hop around all types of games a lot and um it's just because i'm looking for all these experiences that i can have and once i find one that's just like holy shit this is a really good idea and this plays really fucking good i'm gonna play the fuck out of it um and that's his month yep 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 yep. (laughs) yeah i mean fucking wolson was this year's been good so far when it comes to uh if there's if there's one thing this year's done well it's fucking two games i've been really into yeah so far i'm hoping cyberpunk will be one as well i'm pretty sure it will yeah wouldn't that be a disappointment because i well it's gonna be great regardless but fucking um addictive wise i hope it pulls me in like when i first played morrowind yeah when i first played morrowind i could not stop playing it i would it would just blew my fucking mind and to this day i still think it's a fantastic game and like i could go back and play it but like like first showing up to fucking uh the first town and just fucking around there hang out with Fargoth and a stupid fucking ring and the stump and someone's like so oh, that Fargoth guy took my took my ring and then I'm up in the treehouse just watching him put it in the fucking stump shit I'm like this is a whole fucking world of events that are happening that I'm yeah. just experiencing this is so fucking cool it's that, it's that adventure man that, that, like for me at least I like that yeah so and uh and so but then you know fucking Oblivion came out and graphically I was just enamored with that game but then as I started getting close to beating it I was like I didn't have the same feeling as when I played Marwin. Copy paste. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Skyrim, I was like, ah, okay, fuck, you guys are really just kind of done here, huh? Well, um, in all fairness, they, they really refined that machine there. But a lot of the unique stuff that you enjoyed about Marwin is gone now. So Sure, yeah, because yeah. they made it streamlined and made yeah, it playable exactly, for everybody, exactly. which is great for everybody. It but is. I liked that sure. deep RPG experience that Marwin offered. Exactly. Um, and that sense of adventure and fucking yep. no fast travel. You have to take the fucking uh, why walk when you can ride fucking Strider fucking uh, from Strider. this point to that point. And uh, they're like, hey, you got to head like northeast to Balmora. And you're like, OK, where's that? Northeast. Yep. You start walking down the dirt road. You look at the fucking signs like, oh, Balmora is this way. And then you're just like walking down this way. And you're like, 
uh, I don't see a sign here. I'm just going to keep walking. Oh, shit. I ran into some bandits. Like, you're having these adventures, these yeah. these events that are happening that, that wouldn't happen if you're just like, I got to go to this place. All right. Click. I'm freedom there to interact with the world is how you choose is really important. It is what the big factor is in a lot of these games. You know, you can, yeah. you can go that way, but you don't have to, if you want to continue that part of the story, mm-hmm. go that way. Otherwise you can go whatever direction you want and find more things to interact with and, you know, figure out what you want to do. That's, that's what really, that's what I'm really liking about Conan right now. I mean, we keep going back to it, but I can do whatever I want. However I want. And this is really funny for me too because I, I also which is similar that. to what you said about Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, he just wants freedom, freedom to to socialize, he wants to play, play how he, he wants. Play. Exactly. Um, I, and I actually sh- I share a lot of that with the adventure aspect, but it's funny because then I struggle with um, like I can't play like uh, you know Grand Theft Autos or, or Red Dead or Witcher three for example, and people are probably gonna freak out about that one, but like I just can't play it. Um, it's too free almost, you know, but with things that are meant to like to be a driving force for like, yeah, but Conan Exiles is way more but, free. But Conan is literally a sandbox versus yeah. like, okay. Witcher has something I'm supposed to be doing, but I can't cause I get too, too distracted the whole time. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I use that with any type of game like that, not specifically Witcher. So, um, I don't know. It's weird. Well, that's one of the beauties but of JRPGs is they're way more linear in their structure. Yeah. Um, but I think also the the thing with Conan too is I'm not playing Conan by myself. I'm playing with you guys, yeah. right? right? So when I play a game like that, it is the the social aspect, and I'm having an adventure with my friends versus in a single player game. Like I, I don't really have to drive to like figure out what I want to do as much because I prefer to just play with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I think that's a huge part of that. I can enjoy that 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 well, co op sense. Also, my experience of playing games like that with you, you typically work in uh tandem with me a lot of the times yeah and we'll work on different things so you are playing a structured game yeah the world allows it to be open and random events will happen but you still have an objective you're Mm -hmm. going after so you have structure yeah right so because like the objective is i'm trying to build up this place we're trying to tame all the thralls yeah and fucking (laughs) And that takes this to happen. And then so. eventually hit that wall. And like, how do we get past this wall? Well, we need to go find another resource. Yeah. Adventure yeah. time. Exactly. Like, yeah. So there's a structure to it because yeah. there's an objective. And it's, it's, there's no side quest person when you're walking down the road. They're like, hey, I lost my chickens over in the woods to a, to a werewolf. Yeah. You want to go investigate that? And you're like, fine. I mean, I don't, but I know you're going to reward me. So, okay. And then by the time you've done like eight of the Where's My Chickens werewolf quest, fucking. What uh, the fuck was I doing? You're going to be like, yeah, what was the story again? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Who's my main, who's this main character? So. What's his ambitions? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, those those are really big factors for me personally. Just when it comes. I mean, we, we're all on the same page when it comes to progression stuff, but yeah. like. Um, really just new experiences for me it sounds like chris is really just wants wants the freedom to be able to do what he wants and earn things towards that yeah and mm-hmm. i need objectives apparently yeah that's my thing so i mean because even 14 i'm usually trying to make an objective for myself yeah what am i doing next and then i that's my plan for the day and i do that objective so uh, i need goals apparently <laughs> yeah you definitely it seems like you do um just because I've watched you try and play like sandbox games and stuff, and you typically—I wouldn't even say you struggle—you just fall out of them quick. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, they don't have. They need something to work towards. Yeah, which makes oh. sense. Um, I mean, anything else you guys want to add to that? Um, when it comes to addictive qualities and what's addictive to you, and I mean, what's what's anti-addictive to you? Like, what's something that's just like repulses you, gets you away from a game? You guys don't like competition, although you will play competitive. Games I will play once competitive in a while. games. Um, I mean, I play Overwatch, so I, I'm not opposed to comp- competitive games, but just not drawn towards them. I mean, the easy one for me is is um, scares. Not interested. Mm, yeah. Mm. Not interested. Well, that's like when I was talking about like, oh, it'd be cool if they did like a co-op mode hunt. I'm like, he still wouldn't play. I'm not because it's like that it's not because that game makes me jump and I don't jump very easy. So, yeah. so and that's a huge turnoff for me. You'll just have you'll just be high anxiety the whole fucking time, which I love. But you're like, that's how it is. Why are you moving? I can't <laughs> I play with fucking other people all the time. And fucking, as soon as like a, as soon as I'm like, there's guys, I'm like creeping towards them and shit. I look back and there's like. Where I'm like they're over here, and they're like over over there. I'm like, yeah, like they're fucking right over here. And then I'm shooting at them. I look back, and the shells like I can't see them. I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking behind the tree over there. Yeah, like they just like <laughs> they don't want to walk. Like I don't want to go. I'm like, well, we're gonna have a problem because this is the game. Yeah, this is what the game is. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna run into these people, and it's gonna be scary every time. But you gotta fucking beat them. It's scary for them too. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's a big turnoff for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I guess like, I I guess I would also say that uh, initially, until I learn more about a game, when someone advertises a game as like a big open world, I'm like, eh, (laughs) like that's not necessary. That's not a turn on for me. But then like, they say the kind of stuff you can do in the world, and I might get pulled in all of a sudden. So, but initially, it's not a good good advertising word for me so puzzle games are anti-addicting to me they make me not want to play them yeah okay um, I agree with that. <laughs> and then uh and that that's a to each their own because there's people who love puzzles yeah, i mean sure. people have been solving puzzles since fucking the beginning of time the humans want to fucking solve shit so like the idea of like figuring out a puzzle or when you're watching a movie and then it ends and the whole time you've been pretending like you knew it was going to happen and then something else happens you go i knew it was going to happen like that you feel like you fucking <laughs> conquered it like you're like, oh, they can't fool me. It's like, well, it's a, it's a fucking movie. Just enjoy the cinema aspect of it. No, I knew they were gonna die. Okay, um, people are always, try, always trying to figure something out. So, uh, yeah, in everything. So, um, uh, puzzle games make sense to me. They just don't work for me because I, I, the pacing. I just don't like. I don't like downtime. I don't want to sit there and go. Hmm. And then when I finish it, I'm never like. I fucking did it. Yeah. I figured it out. Because the whole time I'm like, I know I'm going to figure this out. And when I'm done with it, I'm going to be fucking like, why? Why'd I do it? I finish. I'm like, ah, finally, that's out of the fucking way. That, like, that's my mentality. Mm-hmm. So when I when I do a puzzle, I'm not like, oh, God, I want to beat this. I want to I want to figure it out. I'm like, ah, I don't want to waste the time to figure this out and then be done with it. Um, so just a way, different way of looking at it. But also, um, this is might be controversial. Uh, I don't I, – an anti-addictive factor for me is a game that has – minimal progression and collectibles so if the the only incentive is you get stuff or you get to look a certain way more and more and more but that's it your game can be fun as fuck but i already know what i'm getting into and it, i will be less inclined to want to play it and when i do play it and i get those unlockables and i go oh cool i got a new winter coat oh cool i got new boots about five unlocks in i'm gonna go Okay, this is 
this is the game. This is what I'm going to be doing. And again, not knocking anyone who enjoys this stuff. People obviously mm-hmm. like this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I see the appeal. You put that on top of any other kind of progression system. Awesome. It's such a good complementary system. Um, but then I'm playing Project Winter and that whole game's progression is aesthetics. But every time is a dynamic social situation. Okay, yeah. That's what keeps me playing. So. Say a good example of a game that you that would be unappealing to you would be like Goat Simulator, where it's like all you're doing is unlocking like weird physics or cosmetics, but there's no real anything to the game just being quirky and weird. Like, yeah, there's was, there's nothing I'm working towards in that game, and the game's not good yeah. enough to play. In fact, when that game first came out, going back to my I'm interested in new ways of playing, I played that game. I was like, oh, this is sure. neat, and then it was over, and then I played it again. I was like, I can't fucking stand this game. I don't want to play it. This yeah. this game it was a joke and now it's even more of a joke because I don't want to play the shit. It's the <laughs> joke's over. Um, yeah, or even like a game like Overwatch, which I like I said before is is a great game. It's it's really well made. I like playing it enough, but like the unlocking uh factor of it um isn't enough. For yeah, me. You're gonna find like five minutes of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's not gonna yeah. grab you. Though. That's one thing about yeah. like Bleeding Edge that was interesting to me mm-hmm. is you actually unlocked stuff that modified your character, and I'm like, oh, so there's now stuff I can add to my character that will change the way I can play. Yeah, and I dig that. Well, um, and then that's even how like Call of Duty works. Like, uh, you were kind of explaining like how the weapon system works in in the new Call of Duty, and I was like, oh, so like everyone gets like everyone's thing is different mm-hmm. and those are things you unlock and earn. Yeah, you got the so. same gun as me and our guns are kitted completely different yeah and so there and is an appeal there because it's you, an awesome system yeah, yeah. so and, and each gun you're using it levels independently so there's just all this shit to fucking do yeah and 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 i i fall right into that too yeah i i, I cosmetics like i said earlier icing on the cake but i'm not going to sit there and eat a, a tub of icing sure so yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it um and again, that's not knocking the games or that system. Just if you were, to, and and if someone was to be like, well, why would you do different? I wouldn't. That's that game. But yes, if, there was, not for if there was a game like that that came out with the same quality but had progression and that system, I would play that. That might be the one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just because that's what I personally am going after when I play games. For sure. Um, I mean, yeah, even MMOs are hit or miss. I mean, I'm, I've played pretty much every MMO that exists, but fucking... Uh, certain ones hook better than others. And a lot of times it comes down to, you talked about this earlier, but like uh, how often you're getting loot. Some of them are slower than others. Some of them are too Pacing fast. Is huge than most. Uh, you know, unlocking new skills. If it's like once every 10 levels or once every two levels or, you know, in Final Fantasy, a lot of them you unlock through the story and like, um, or a lot of things you unlock through, you know, whatever job you're, you're going mm-hmm. through. It's all story-based. But, um, so like MMOs across the board aren't addictive to me at all. There's some people who just get really wrapped up in the idea of putting time into leveling an MMO, but certain ones can be. I mean, like I, I played Guild Wars 2 quite a bit back when I still liked uh, ArenaNet and NCSoft. And um, and I thought the gameplay that was really fun. I really enjoyed that world. Um, and, uh, you know, I was playing Neverwinter. I played the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Final Fantasy is something I have to kind of float in and out of, but I do enjoy it when I do play it. Um, but then I've played a shitload of MMOs that like, I'm just kind of going through the fucking motions, the motions yep. to, mm-hmm. to level. And I enjoy that enough, but like it, I would never call it addictive. I'm not sitting there totally. when I'm at work going like, Oh, I want to get home so I can fucking play that. Um, in fact, I'd argue most of the most that we've ever tried 
um, the moment like no one else was playing it, it was over. Yeah, because the biggest one of the biggest factors of fucking MMOs is the social aspect. Most people don't want. I'm the only weird fucking person I know who will play an MMO by themselves. I'll just go in there and play for a while. I'll get to like level twenty, level thirty, and I'll I'll bail and I'll I'll enjoy myself enough. But like, uh, but yeah, it is always better with people because yeah. and and now because MMOs are figured out, they know that and it's always been the objective is for to to be a social experience, but. Because the the science, the secret sauce is figured out. You, everyone's gonna have their guild systems. It's all gonna be built around this idea of eventually culminating into a group and working on objectives together. If you've done your MMO correctly, yeah. It's weird when games have guilds or whatever clans, and there's not much to do as a clan outside of mm. we're on the same team. Look, we all have the same clan tag. And you yeah. meet other people, and they're like, oh, what clan are you? Oh, I'm in this one. I'm in that one. That's about as far as it goes. It's as deep as it is. For sure. Mm. It's always weird when I see that. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anti-addictive qualities? Anything that just makes you, it just repulses you? I'm trying, well, I mean, other than, like, genres of games that I don't enjoy, it's really hard for me to pinpoint. Well, what, what genre and what in that genre don't you like? Not the genre itself. I'm not, I'm not particularly fond of sports games only because there is no sense of, for me, individual character progression. I think that's really important for me is to feel like the character is unique to me and my progression. Whereas like in sports games, it's just kind of like, for me, it's like going through the motions personally. I just, mm -hmm. it's just not entertaining to me. And I've tried playing sports games and I've tried playing some of the ones that are considered some of the best games out there for sports games and they just don't do it for me at all. Well, the, interesting, have, like, the interesting thing sorry. about sports is, and this is going to be kind of fucking vague, but it, it really, I think it's pretty straightforward. Sports have strict rules because they were made to be a game and then you're playing that sport with those strict rules so you have to like the sport and the rules and how it's played first off and the only objective in a sport is to win. Yeah. When you're, yeah. you're you either win fantasy. or lose. And that's and that's great. So if you're playing soccer, you're playing baseball, you're playing football, your only objective, and anyone who's super in sports is like, no shit. I'm just saying, it doesn't give you it, for someone who's not into that sport, coming into it to play it, there's not much to offer you. Yeah, for because sure. Because if yeah. you if you're not like, well, I particularly don't really give a shit if I throw the fucking ball into the hoop. Oh, that's how I win? What 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 else can I do? lose okay uh not, doesn't really offer me much yeah i mean yeah. but if you are someone who grew up watching basketball and you're like i fucking love basketball well, it, it, yeah, this it, team's the best that team sucks i want to be on the team that fucking wins i want to do all the basketball shit it makes sense to like that but it's yeah and appreciating the nuance of like how you do things in those sports and whatnot and and, and whatnot right. you're gonna um you're gonna appreciate that more but yeah like at least speaking for myself when i watch someone to use basketball as an example, shoot a basket or a hoop or whatever term you want to use. Uh, it all looks the same to me. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but someone else is going to look at their, like the way the wrist motion is or like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, gonna, I know. Gonna, I know what you mean yeah, for sure. The way they're, they, the way they hop up when they shoot and stuff like that, they're gonna be like, Oh, that was perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's lost on me. So, yeah. Yeah. Except for when two people who are like 250 pounds, 300 pounds, fucking just go 
boom and fucking hit. I, I get that. I'm like, <laughs> those guys fucking hit each other hard. Oh, did you see that play? What play? I just saw two fucking. I just watched a train wreck. Goliath fucking <laughs> slam into each other and it was crazy. That shit translates to all humans. You're like, that would hurt. I think yeah. fighting translates to all humans. So, so. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Any, well, I was going to say, like, skateboarding is a sport. And I think more people are going to, like, look at that who aren't into it and go, oh, it's neat when you see someone do some crazy shit off some railing because they're putting their fucking their, their health at risk yeah. by doing that right. shit. And then I thought, well, wait, in football, people just go and fucking die and shit. And you're like, ooh, okay, those guys no, for sure. put, them, put yeah. their health at risk as well. But anyway, that's a whole other fucking random thing. Yeah, character progression, I think, is individual character progression, I think, is really important for me, as well as if it lacks any kind of like cosmetic changes, it really puts a damper on the gameplay for me. Like, if I put on a piece of gear, like, even if it's like a shooter and I put on like a gun and I add this scope and add this, you know, this magazine cartridge type to it, I want that reflected on my weapon. I don't just want it to be a, a, a stat added to the weapon, I want to see that change in it. Play Modern Warfare. You'll see those stats change. Uh, shooters scare me. <laughs> and then you'll really appreciate it. Like, I got that two times ACOG, and like, I'm going to mount up on a wall, and I'm going to get headshots way easier because I'm going to have less recoil. That's something I can imagine you saying. Maybe. You have the freedom <laughs> to shoot how you yeah. want, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't confine me. Um, what's well, fine too, because like I brought up the whole thing with uh with sports earlier about it, it having its strict rules and one objective, and that's like the opposite of what you've been saying about what makes you addicted to a game, is yeah. the idea of doing all these things to unlock certain things to play how you want to play when you want to play, mm-hmm. and it's the exact opposite of of a sports game. Chris yeah. just doesn't want anyone to tell him how to live his life. I feel it. I'm the same way. As for I, I'm like, please try me, and tell give, me. give me something to do. Please. Try and tell me how to fucking live my life. <laughs> You want me to take that brick from here to there? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. I feel good about that. Um, is there any other genres you're not really into? Not really. I mean, aside from comp- competitive stuff, I know you're not really into <laughs> that, but that's not really yeah, a if, genre. If it focuses only on me versus everybody else, I'm not going to play it. You dabble in fighting games a little, though. I do dabble in fighting games, but mostly play against the AI. I mean, I'm the same like, boat in that regard, but that is like, I enjoy Mortal Kombat because the funky story in it is fun, and the characters are flashing, and the characters you can customize how they look, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Guilty Gear fan. I'm not saying well, I'm good at cool it, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the, the series. Um, but I don't play against people. You're better than average. Wow, I'm just putting it out there so someone's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know? We're well, not one of those fucking random assholes on YouTube who's fighting another random asshole who like they're just whittling each other's health down until they're both like this and then they do the same move over and over and over again. And then one guy finally goes and fucking gets him. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe two yeah. humans fight like robots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're not so, them, no. but you're definitely better than like the average person who would pick up a controller and play a fighting game. Well, I, I appreciate that. I suppose I just why I'm better than average at shooters. Um, it's okay to know your, your qualities. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's to go back to the, 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 the reasoning for that though. It's kind of weird cause it is a purely competitive game. There's just something mm-hmm. about, um, fighting him is so mechanical and I think I kind of enjoy that. So, 
I like the, I like the stories and the the like the Guilty Gear in particular. Like I I haven't played a lot of Guilty Gears, but like I dig deep into the lore of all the characters and stuff, and it's really that really appeals to me too. Is if your game doesn't have any lore, I'm not going to play it. There's nothing for me to learn about the world. I'm just not as interested in it. So you're not going to play Hunt Showdown now? But it's got some interesting so... lore about the monsters and how they exist and how they die and how you can kill them. And I was reading some of the That's logs. Intriguing to me. Plus, aren't they thinking of adding lore? Yeah, so probably. See, oh, fucking lore. I love lore. I want that game to have a good story. It'd be really cool because I think the monster design is really neat. I was walking through the woods and I found a fucking, I looked over, i never seen it before. There's just a head in the tree and there's a beehive where his head was out of the tree. Just out in the woods. I looked over and I was like, I was like, what happened here? Why is there so many bees? <laughs> so cool. Such a cool idea of like yeah. bee horror. So much weird things out there. Whoever did the monster design in that game had really cool fucking ideas. Which is not something I say lightly because so many games have the most fucking boring and generic ass monsters ever. Holy shit. Think of something cool. Hunt did. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, I'm going to fuck up his name, but the, the, the director who makes weird monsters all the time that was going to help make Silent Hills. Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. That guy's got a fucking imagination. Yeah, he's practical effects too, which is awesome. Except for in that one fucking uh, romantic horror movie he made, where it had the CGI. Those ghost. should not be together. <laughs> well, I mean, gothic horror is typically romantic. Um, anyway, that's not addictive at all. That's I'm feeling repulsed. Um, anything else you guys want to fucking throw on that? No, I mean it's been a pretty. This long. is gonna be a long ass episode. Yeah, and we were kind of repeating ourselves at this point. So. Keith better not be fucking. Keith better be all in and addicted to this episode. I appreciate the amount of editing Seth's gonna have to do because of tech issues. Yeah, no, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, if this episode is delayed, which it will be, um, that's the reason. I'm making that up now. That's the reason it's delayed. Um, yeah. So overall, let us know in the comments. Uh, what what makes a game addictive to you? Um, what are the specific qualities? Uh, I mean, you can throw some genres out there, but what about those genres really make you want to come back and play it? What's the what's the factor that you're just working towards, or not even working towards? Maybe the gameplay you just fucking love the way it feels. There's no game that feels like it, or all the games in the genre feel like that, and you just love them all. Uh, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to addictive games uh, in the comments, and also uh, what, what what kind of games push you away not necessarily the genre but but what what specifically in the game itself is like oh man another fucking puzzle dude i hate this shit or maybe you love them let me know everything you think about in the comments below it's the time again we're going to be doing uh our replying to your comments uh the way you can be featured on the show is typing in hashtag ask tlg you put that on your comment anywhere in the beginning the end in the middle whatever and uh if i see it which i will um i will consider it to be on the show um, and yeah, so if you, if you don't have your comment read and you're like, God damn it, why didn't they read my fucking comment? Um, well, now you know, you gotta put that hashtag in there. Hashtag STLG. Yep. Then I will go, well, that's the first one I'm picking. Uh, you will straight up, not only will you be considered, you'll be in the front of the line. It's the first ones I read, uh, per video. So, uh, if you want to be the first one read, you want all the attention, uh, that's how you get it is hashtag ask TLG. Um, okay. So we're going to reflect on the episodes. We didn't do a whole lot of episodes in the last, uh, three days. I did my, uh, hunt showdown highlights video. Make sure to go check that out. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did fucking tasty cast, mm -hmm. uh, where we talked about new world, 
We're talking about MMOs a lot lately, apparently. And uh, May's releases, and we read your comments then. We're going to read your comments now. So we got one from Runty that says, Watching and listening to you guys talk about New World has made me consider that maybe my criticisms of the game have been too harsh. Admittedly, I can be a little bit too hardcore in my pro PvP stance, which is partially due to feeling like I don't have a great PvP MMO to play, because, yeah, there really isn't any right now. Mm Mm-mm. Even after the changes they've made will still live up to my expectations while also giving people who are not interested the opportunity to play as well. I agree that many MMOs that fail to do so because they are casting too wide of a net and not giving the hardcore players the ones who will carry the community, in my opinion, uh, enough to hold on to. If New World can do this for PvP and still give PvE-centric players a reason to play, besides maybe enjoying the large-scale PvP on occasion, which often can appeal to any type of player if done correctly, then they may just be able to give life to a dead or dying genre, and that would make me very happy. This is... uh, in response to, we talked about New World, and uh, I've actually had conversations with Runty before about MMOs. Uh, she, not to speak for her, uh, but she prefers PvP-centric MMOs, and she feels like those are kind of like going away, and people keep making them a little more just like either mixing the waters or making them PvE-centric, which you know we've talked about. Like, There's people who don't want that PvP, though. So we talked about it on the show, yeah. uh, and hearing perspectives from you and Chris being people like that, I'm kind of a mm-hmm. middle ground person myself, depends on what game I'm going into and if I'm going to get that experience, uh, definitely kind of gave her a different perspective, which I think is kind of a cool uh, point of view that you guys were able to give. So uh, you guys have any opinions on what she said? No, I, I'm just I'm, I'm just glad that we... Well, not say we, but like, you know, myself, for example, didn't come off as like someone who's just like, oh, you're well, poo poo on PVP, essentially, because I don't have an issue with it. I just don't personally enjoy doing it. And then I don't even mind it being in games. I mean, I played World of Warcraft on a PVP server, and though I didn't enjoy those moments, um, I definitely get the appeal. So and I I actually was kind of bummed to hear when they took it out because that game had PVE servers, RP servers, PVP server, you know, like they had different servers to go to for your needs. Um, and I, I think that was a really weird step, but obviously the older a game gets to, they, they have to appeal more and more to the casual. So um, to keep people wanting to play and then also having that really ridiculous hard content for the, the core people who want to stick around. <coughs> um, it is kind of sad. I agree that you don't see very many PVP uh, MMOs. And that is, uh, I think new world has the potential to, to to be that because it is missing. But I also, and this is something I haven't seen since Dark Age Caramont, and we brought it up in that episode, I think there is that potential to have a good PvP scene while also not really affecting the PvE community mm-hmm. and still sharing that world with those people. Um, I hope it works. Me too, yeah. So, and and um, yeah. I'm glad you know that you were able to to see that perspective and i and i i try as often as i can at least to see the perspective it's competitive it's amazing we talked about this earlier already but like the amount of people who play mmos regardless of if you're a pvp or pve centric person or someone like me who can do both there's so many different types of people who play these anyway for different reasons people who are super fucking hardcore they want to do raids they want everyone to shut the fuck up and just be on point and then other people who want to casually just play the game do their thing yeah. people who just want to hang out with the guild people want to do raids but be more chill about it there's all sorts of people and then you have people who are going into mmo 
competitively. They're like, I want to be part of a fucking uh, a group of people. I want to fucking dominate and win. And then there's other people who are like, I don't want anything to do with that. I just want to fucking enjoy the world. And it's so weird how this genre can attract so many fucking people into it that don't have the same ambitions game wise. Yeah. Because she's into PvP. You're not really into PvP. You guys both enjoy MOs. Oh, yeah. And so, and like for me, you know, if I hop into a PvP centric MO, I'll play it for that. And if it's a PvE one, I'll play it for that. But if I'm playing one that says it's this and then it fucking tricks you into this, I don't like that. No, and I agree with that 100%. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, Transparency is very important. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know I'm going into a PV- PvE game or a PvP game because yeah, I don't want to put fucking hours into a game and then play PvP I don't enjoy. Well, specifically with this one, they, they've definitely, at least IGN, I should say, was very good about. Um, Making a point that this is a PvP MMO, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's true. That's the IGN's advertisement of the game. It's been fluctuating, though, because there's been a lot of, uh, within the community of people waiting for this game to come out, a lot of people complaining about how they're treating PvP. They keep changing it. Um, but I think they're trying to they're, they're trying to find how to appeal to everybody because they're going to lose people if it's a PvP game. And, I, and they're going to lose people if it's a PvE game. I hope they find a balance. And, yeah. I, and I keep bringing it up just because no one has done it since. But I think Dark Age Camelot had a really good sweet spot. Because there were just, you were, is a big world, but there was the PvP area, which you could do 24 hours a day. You could just be out there doing that. But there was a reward for everybody, and you could literally, uh, you know, shape essentially like the power structure of your, of your um, uh, faction, you know, by being there. And then the people who didn't want to do that, they were just adventuring and they got the perks and they didn't even know why, really, unless they decided to go past the border and, 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 and delve into that world. So I think it'd be cool if they made an MMO where there was regions of uh, PVP or whatever, maybe have like the, the North or if it was maybe East and West or North and South or whatever, be your, your questing areas. And then maybe the center can be like no man's land. And like, you can go out there and do whatever, but maybe like have like different because final fantasy has got all sorts of different fucking quest markers yeah have ones that are a different color for the pvp zone so if you want to go out questing mm-hmm. that area uh you'll know the quest is for that area but it's not yeah. mandatory yeah, yeah and maybe have a system right. that allows a certain amount of quests progress you into the story further and you can choose to be doing the pvp quests or the pve quests that'd be kind of an interesting way to do that maybe I mean, i'm not developing that is, that is a potential yeah i would say it's really hard because this is obviously like spitball. Like here. you said, we're not developers at all. Yeah. So like, mm. um, although I see some games developers make, and I'm like, bitch, hire me. <laughs> These are horrible ideas. There is 100% a balance that can be achieved. I know yeah. there can be, and some people yeah. um, ha- had like to. I'm gonna bring up WoW again. WoW had um, systems that made sense to to appeal to all types of gamers. Like how many people used to play? I mean, how many yeah. people still play WoW? But how many people used that to play WoW? That wasn't a fluke. Yeah, that wasn't a fluke. Exactly. They they had that large scale appeal. Um, the mentality changed over time. So, for yeah. Blizzard in general, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pick. Uh, I wasn't trying to pick. It just there was a design philosophy that. Switched somewhere. I'll pick. So, um, and then when someone goes, "Hey, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's a prank, dude. I'm just joking." But I think, I think is any. I mean, even like to use an older game, Final Fantasy XI, its design philosophy changed the moment they decided to raise the level cap from seventy five to ninety nine, and they lost a lot of people when they did that. So, yeah, big decisions like that are really make or break. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chris, thoughts on uh, 
her seeing your perspective on PvE to PvP, thoughts on that whole situation, and yeah. As we discussed earlier, I'm always looking to play the game how you want to play the game. So, you know, adding PvE to PvP content-based games or PvP to PvE-centric games, I always welcome that stuff because it allows people, like I said, to play how you want to play. Um, it's just a matter of how they interact with each other that becomes really important in those games. Um, but, I mean, I, I hope it's everything you want it to be and that it's everything that anybody else who wants to play the game is going to want it to be, as I can say, for any game. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I wish someone could find the fucking balance, man. And you kind of said it, WoW did um, for a while there. But uh, it's just weird that you you guys can be like playing Final Fantasy fourteen and just sit comfy knowing that you're playing like a PvE-centric MMO. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. you guys, there is PvP, but it's not a PvP MMO. Well, and they don't put very much, the, the development is an afterthought. Well, so. and I remember years ago, you were telling me like, there's PvP, but there's not really like anything to it. You just kind of, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, there's a hardcore um, scene for it, obviously, but it's really small. There, there will be, there yeah. will be, but people don't mm. jump into fucking Final Fantasy no. fourteen looking for it's that PvP content. Part. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's even people looking for just a normal, MMO experience, they're not they're gonna be surprised playing that game because it's it's more of a single player game almost. But uh storyline wise. But um but yeah, it's just so weird that that within that genre, like you guys are just sitting there playing 14, and you're like, We're safe here. Like we don't have to worry about people coming and ganking us here. Right. But then like there's other MMOs where like, you know, that less and less now, um, just like Guild Wars two, another big MMO right now, or bigger MMO. Um it has PvP, but you still have to go to it. You got yeah. a queue to it. Um, yeah. WoW seems to take the you Grand flag. Theft Auto system yeah. now, uh, which I think is interesting. Um, which always feels discombobulated to me when I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'm just like, I'm invincible, and people are still trying to drive their cars into me and shit. I'm like, this is awkward. Does this completely taking me out of the game? Um, yeah, isn't there another MMO? But uh, but yeah, so there's not really like a hardcore PvP centric MMO, and I feel like. If you made the PvP good enough, I mean, people obviously love fucking battle royales. Well, I say there's two there's two big positives that can come out of that too. Besides, like just being successful, competitive games are more popular now. And the second reason, which ties into the first reason, is Twitch viewership or, or streaming viewership sure. is mm-hmm. is bigger. I I was listening to a guy today even talk about like. Why Final Fantasy fourteen like it has its niche in in Twitch, but it, it never really like jumps up and it's because yeah. straight out of his mouth and i'll agree and you've said it before too it's not a like you don't watch people play mmos right mm-hmm. you watch the personality or competitive games right yeah people wow has this legacy and it has you know um it, it's kind of like it dug in the, so it really early in twitch's life anyway so like it has these these high numbers but it's not peaking anymore either like it's it's just where it is versus like What's usually on the the top half the time? It's usually competitive games, right? Mm-hmm. You make a competitive MMO that's all PvP centric. You're you're putting something there for people to watch, right. and I think that's a huge thing that can come from. Well, that I mean, as it's well. the same mentality as sports. People exactly. like to see people overcome exactly. stuff. So otherwise, people are either watching you for your personality, or they're watching you play a game that they enjoyed or they haven't played yet, but they want to play, and they want to see how you react to the scenes and how you enjoy the game that they enjoy mm-hmm. or a game they hate. They want to see you talk shit about it. They want validation. Not saying that negatively, but they're just looking for someone to kind of like 
feed them yeah uh their perspective on what they're looking into essentially or yeah maybe they're watching you play a game that they're not gonna pick up but they're curious about i, I mean chris watched a lot of people play games he's not gonna play for sure um and uh but yeah the 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 pvp thing though people do watch that stuff because they want to watch people I mean, people watch people who are really good for a reason. Yeah. They want to see someone just fucking wreck people. It's the same when you're watching MMA and you're watching some dude who's on a streak beating right. the fuck out of people. You're watching football and this team keeps winning and winning. They're going to the Super Bowl. Are they going to fucking win? You're, it's the same mentality. So, yeah. um, But just thinking about that right now, right now is the prime fucking time to make a PvP-centric Agreed. MMO. Uh, because all the biggest games right now are all competitive. Yeah. Yeah, and that was my thought process. Like to to bring one out right now, there's a lot of tools in your favor. Like, can you imagine like a brand new full fledged MMO with a big open world that has awesome graphics? You could absolutely put out a really good looking MMO. There already is good looking ones, and they've been out for years. Uh, but make like a modern looking, really awesome MMO that has a world that has different factions that can fight in different territories, and actually has like actual stakes, almost like Eve or something maybe, but actually like you know a physical third person it's, world or whatever it's like uh the old game warhammer was a pvp centric mmo oh I yeah a lot about it people doing like private servers for it now I, oh, yeah i'm playing it that. you should hop on there you go let's let's play i'm playing a fucking witch or uh yeah winch winch that witch hunter kept saying the winch hunter the winch hunter <laughs> um which apparently is a stealth class i picked it because i was like salt spire and then fucking I was told that's a stealth class. I'm like, is it? Salt Spire stealth? How are you stealthy when you're screaming in tinctures? And tinctures! <laughs> Ugh, the stench. Yeah, that's not stealthy at all. Mm-mm. Can't be walking through a sewer screaming about that, that kind loud of shit. As fuck. Yeah, he's the loudest. <laughs> that fucking, that, that goddamn, there's the one guy's like, swinging and stuff. But other than that, like the fucking archer chick you always play, can't hear her. Brilliant. Just walk around. She's like, I'm like, what? I'm like, well, tinctures. Screaming my ass off. But yeah, I I feel like it's weird. This this opinion has just dawned on me just by talking about this. But I feel like right now, I don't think it's the best time to be releasing an MMO still. Somebody, if they had a great idea, do it. Like, if you could nail a good MMO right now, you will own the fucking market. You don't have competition outside of the legacy games. Um, But if you wanted to make a PvP-centric MMO, and put some elements of the competitive games that exist right now into it and pull some of those people who are already playing those types of games into a world that has progression and they can hang out with their friends socially. Fortnite's doing that in a weird way though. Um, I, th- I feel like there's, there's, I feel like the market's ready for it. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, most of these legacy MMOs are 10 plus years old at this point too. Yeah. So it's fucking crazy. It's been a while. Yeah. That's why that's when yeah. I say the genre is dead. The genre is dead. The yeah. games aren't the genre is no one's fucking making there's up. no new blood. Yeah. No one's jumping in going, oh, man, I'm going to make an MMO. They're going, I don't want to lose money. Yeah. So let's make Fortnite. Let's make another Fortnite. Let's make Fortnite three. Let's make Fortnite eight. Yeah, unfortunately, you need the risk takers to, to jump start that again. So sure. So and I, yeah. Amazon could be them. We'll see. We'll see, but I played Crucible. Keep it <laughs> different development team. Uh, anything else? No. Thank you, Runty. Thank you for the comment, Runty. And then we also got a comment from Awesome Skeleton. This one I kind of want to direct more so at Chris because he's played this game. Yeah, of but uh, 
They say, pretty excited for the upcoming DLC content for Mortal Kombat 11 that drops on May 25th, but I think $39.99 is a little too high. I was hoping for $30 DLC, but at least they are giving us free content as well. But if you want the extra continued story plus three new characters, it will cost $40. Sad face. Chris? I understand because spending money is tight these days um, and whatnot, but you are getting more story. I don't know how much story you're getting, but you are getting a whole bunch of new story from my understanding and three characters. I mean, how much was the battle pass? You got four characters. It was like, is there a battle pass? It It was a combat pass was like 20 bucks. If I recall right. Oh, I never played it. I don't know. I don't know. But I understand. It, it's rough spending that much money for what you would consider DLC, but you are getting more story. And let me let me break it down. Do you think $40 is fair for three characters and more story, personally? I think it is, to be honest. Okay. Fair. If, 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 it depends how much story you're getting. If they're getting just like an hour extra story, then no. Fuck no, dude. I would never spend $40 on yeah, that. Th- this, is a, this is a hard one for me because yeah. like I, I have to compare it to other $40 purchases. And guess what, a, guess what a $40 purchase is? That's the expansion money. Yeah. Shadowbringers right. is a 40-hour experience, full right. story. $40 is like between AAA and indie-developed game, too. You can buy a full-on game for $40. Yeah, that, that's a... That's a that's a price point we have to be confident right if you're selling right. dlc at 40 bucks so hopefully if it is a large story and it's a fighting game so we'll we'll say i don't know five six hours maybe if they can add five six hours of story and, th- and three characters because characters take development time i get that mm-hmm. and right. a lot of these games will have will turn around and sell characters for like 10 bucks a pop right which i think is crazy but it's pretty normal um yeah but well, that's weird though, because ten dollars for a character, how much hours are you getting out of that ten dollars? A shitload. That's why I right. said this each is a tough one. Each character has in, in Mortal Kombat, the new the eleven has so many variations of ways to play that character. You're getting lots of time out of that and lots of I mean, you could potentially build different characters for the same character over and over again. Between yeah. cosmetics and the skills you can choose, how that character fights. Hmm. Yeah, see, and this this is why it throws me off. Because yeah. like I'm not I'm not like in the fighting game scene, you know what I mean. So I don't know. Well, like, neither of us own that game. Yeah, and like, so it's really hard to like f- have a personal judgment on what's fair, but comparing to other games, what you get for the same price point, I guess what it comes down to is like, are you going to enjoy all three characters? Is the story going to be good? And and um, are you going to get the forty dollars worth of investment? And I don't want to throw necessarily a timestamp on that because I don't think that's like the metric you should use. But it, it is a but it is a factor. It is a standard you can compare it to though. Yeah. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring up like Shadowbringers as an example. It was a you know forty hour story, which is a full game. But then it also is adding two new jobs to the game, which all which played completely differently and had to be completely designed. They had to make new armor, new weapons for mm-hmm. that stuff. They had to rebalance the rest of the jobs to work with that. With with fighting games, you're gonna run the same thing. You got three new characters. They have to be balanced to fight with the rest of the roster as well. So you have a very similar thing there. Yeah, see, so either for me, the, the your com- your comparison right here either makes it sound like Mortal Kombat's uh, DLC is way overpriced or uh, Shadowbringers is just way underpriced. Well, and that's the hard part to, to figure out because what Mortal Kombat's not doing is charging you 15 a month. Yeah. Right. You know, right. so 
That's tricky. Cause like DLC to me, when you start going past 20, 20, 30 bucks, you're trying to sell me a game now. Yeah. So, right. um, well, you also take into the factor of your hype level for the content that's being provided. hundred percent. Yeah. And it, in particular, for me, the, the part of the hype is that the, one of the characters, the Fujin, hasn't been playable for like ten years now. Mm-hmm. So they finally brought him back, and, he's, and the community has been asking for him for a long time. And so Shiva's one of the playable characters that people really been asking for because she was playable in a couple of them, and then she just kind of went away for a little Aren't while. Are they bringing like Robocop like, or some shit? Robocop is the guest character as well, and is the DLC pass. Um, uh, love it. <laughs> But you have to weigh that into consideration too. Is like the hype of like what do you expect for like your character hype, and then like the the story reveal hype of the trailer of like you know you beat if you I don't want to spoil anything, but once you beat the game, I mean it's been a while since the game came out, but you You spoil it for me all day. I don't give a shit. Beat the game, you, you fix the timeline supposedly, and then you're basically main one of the main villains. So the series comes back is like, hey, you fucked up. I'm here to help you. Let's go. And like, it's not just him. It's it's Shang Tsung and Fujin. Like the Fujin is like Raiden's brother, the protector of Earthrealm. Mm. Are there and like, hey, we got to fix this. So it's like this crazy like kind of plot twist to the story. Hmm. It's interesting. And this will continue that. Yeah, it, it, it continues. It supposedly continues directly after the events of the base game. So interesting. Yeah, it's tricky. That is tricky, although I really just, my brain is just fucking screaming at me that $40 is too much. Like, all my alarms are going off. It's just like, fuck no, dude, you cannot charge $40 for that. But at the same time, a couple things here. I don't own the game. I'm not invested in it. I'm not, I haven't beaten it to the point where I want this content. I don't know how much content we're getting from this outside of the three characters, which is cool. And we just discussed that. I think it's fine to charge $10 for a character in a fighting game just because when you purchase that, you're buying more play playtime essentially in the game because sure. you're going to be playing it more with that character. If there's unlocks for those characters, that's a whole other thing too. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, but you could also buy like full-on games for $40. You can buy expansions that will give you fucking whole fucking new experiences, whole new areas. Uh, I mean, the expansions for the fucking Witcher were like their own games. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I feel like $30, I think would be like perfect for me though. When it comes to like DLC and not expansion territory, you can really sell me at 20 and below almost any time, as long as it's not a shit game or shit DLC. If I'm enjoying the game and you're like this DLC, unless it's like something stupid, like a gun for 20 bucks, I'll never do that. But being reasonable, the $20 range when it comes to DLC is very understandable for me, um, depending on what we're getting. But once you go past that, how much are we getting? And then if you go past 30, are we getting a substantial chunk of content? Because you're getting closer to the $60 range. How much was Iceborne? 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah. That's a whole game. Yeah. But so. again, I, if if this story part is... Like adding this hours is the to the fucking chunk game. of story. That's the I think that's what the big factor is. is how big is the additional yeah. story? Because it's like an yeah. hour or two. I I can't justify it. Yeah, I think I think the hardest. I think the the thing here is going to have to be mostly personal investment. Like how much? One hundred percent. Yeah. How much personal investment do you have in Mortal Kombat? Because you're going to be a little more relaxed under that point. As someone who's like not into it, um, I'd wait for it to go on sale. Yeah. So would I. Yeah. I would. Ne- I couldn't spend that. Yeah. 
Um, but if you're part of that scene, and you're competitive, you're buying it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you're super to the game, but at the same time then, though, like, and I'm not shaming anyone who wants to buy this, obviously, but like, it could be, it could be, it could be viewed as uh, exploitation of your fan base if yeah. you're charging really high prices for not a lot of content. For sure. But if it's really good content, it's not much. But you're still charging more for it. It's easier to get by that. And I'm not implying that's what they're doing. I'm saying they could do that. For sure. Um, which I would hate to see because anyone who's super, they beat the game, they loved it, and they want, and more. then they want more, yeah. and then they're charging forty bucks for something that really shouldn't be forty dollars. Uh, that's that's you exploiting your fan base because you know they're willing to do it. Um, but if it's worth it, it's worth it. I don't know. I it's really hard. I, I would have to look into see like how much more story they're adding. Uh, you know, again, the three characters. If you play all three of them, um, it's going to give you more and more hours of content to play. Yeah. Uh, but on the same stages, uh, against new stages. There's new stages. They're adding new stages. I would assume adding, so with the story. They're adding throwbacks from older stages. So like the pit from Mortal Kombat 2, from my understanding, yeah. is being brought back and updated. But there's new stages. There's new characters. There's new story. They're changing some of the mechanics of the game. But that's just kind of a patch overall for okay. all the characters. Um, they're bringing back friendships. But again, that's just yeah, a patch I saw that. overall. Which is a whole new feature i mean like mm -hmm. not that friendship is new but these friendships will be new and it's bringing back a fan favorite thing so there there's yeah. there's more and more stuff now that you're, you're but that's not part of the 40 dollars thing that's not part of the that's, that's a patch. Of, oh that's, that's a patch okay well never mind fuck me yeah i thought that was part of it. like no, that makes no, no, sense no. that's patch. not to my understanding no yeah so but the background the stages thing is more development and if that's mm -hmm. part of the 40 dollars that is still more of the, the price, and you're still you're you so you are making it more comfortable. Um, not saying that I, that personally I'm comfortable because I'm not invested in more. Well, I mean, are you but... getting two thirds of the fucking game that you bought originally for sixty bucks? I mean, probably not, but most DLCs you're not getting a fifth of the game either, though. So I don't know. I, I think I'd look at more. I look at it yeah, more of forty like bucks though. You can like buy a, a fucking DLC chunk that will be like forty hours, twenty hours in a game. That's a substantial chunk of fucking yeah. Content. I'm looking at it more of like an expansion for Mortal Kombat than I am as a DLC, because it's even got its own title. It's called Mortal Kombat Aftermath. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to vary. It's going to. I just I just hope that there's enough story there to really yeah. make it worth it. Give you. That's what that's what it comes comes down to. I think. Not just a quick add-on, but like a new chunk of the game. Yeah. Well, right. the other thing too, and that I kind of brought up earlier, and it's kind of important when it comes into pricing things, is like the development cost. Uh, new characters are gonna have new voice work, new animations, new new math. You know that the development people had to go through for balancing, but that also includes like the story. Mortal Kombat is completely mm -hmm. voice acted, completely. Mm -hmm. They gotta pay these yep. people. Actors, so, all sorts of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot to think about on that one. Yeah, yeah, and just to reiterate, I'm not implying the forty dollars is unfair. I'm just saying it easily could be, and it's. Well, I mean, we're sitting here fucking breaking down trying to calculate this out because yeah. there's no rule set on how much you can charge yeah. for DLC or expansions, but there is standards and uh, um, examples. And $40 is past the standard. For sure. So. That's what I'm saying. $30, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'd be like, oh, that's not. A, I'm like, that's <laughs> expensive DLC, but, you know, they're adding a whole new chunk to the game. But 40 bucks, it's weird. $10 more. You just start getting into this territory of what's expected for $40 and will it meet that? Yeah. Uh, but it's also a fighting game. Fighting games are fucking weird. 
they're really an archaic fucking genre from the past that's still around and that's great i'm glad that that they've had a resurgence because for a while they're kind of dying off um but the value metric of a fighting game is so much harder to fucking figure out than really any other genre that's tricky because like if I was spending like forty dollars on Civ, I, I would want to be a full problem. fucking expansion. If yeah. it was forty dollar thing for fucking a racing game, I would expect like twenty fucking cars or some shit. I would say I have a hard tracks. time with with like Gran Turismo and, and Forza though when they're trying to sell cars. Sure, I'm like well, racing games just like yeah. fighting games are both like yeah relics of the past. That's why Forza Horizon was like oh they're actually evolving the genre a bit. Um, when you get like an actual like chunk of game added with that game. Wait, you get like whole new maps and yeah, shit, new activities. And made it's it like, more worth it. It's the it. same as like a third person fucking RPG or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, when they sell, because even Gran Turismo dabbled in it selling car packs, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm a, like, I don't think I'd spend that. So. I've never bought a car pack in a, in a racing yeah, game. Yeah, so that's, that's really tricky too. So I don't know. If they, if they, if they release them like uh, expansions, where it's like whole new tracks, new cars and, some new features, I would buy that. But yeah. when it's just a car pack, for some reason, I mean, I like cars enough, but I'm not like a huge car guy. So yeah. like the idea of like buying a bunch of cars and like some of those I'm not even gonna want to drive for sure. But there's just like the one or two in there that I'm really fucking really into. But it's it gets kind of difficult. Whereas like an RPG, an MMO, a fucking action game, those are a lot easier to kind of figure out what I'm comfortable in spending in. And if it's a fucking free to play or an online game. That just really comes down to how much I like that game and what they're offering. You're inv- you're an investor at that yeah, point, exactly. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, am I am I willing to support this? Like DE for the longest time, I was just buying shit from them all the time because yeah. I want to support them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, th- that at that point, yeah, you're essentially producer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, which thank you to all our producers on Patreon. We have a link down below if you'd like to support the channel. We see you. Thank you. Well, Seth sees you, and then he relays it. So <laughs> and we got a couple. They're loved. That, wow, I'm not going to disagree with that. So you're definitely loved. Um, Chris is like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. You could be. You might be. I don't, I don't think I have much more to add to this because I, I can't give you a definitive. This is a way bigger conversation than I thought we were going to have on this, but I would, I, I'm all here I would for say it. if you're on the fence about it, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. It'll go on sale for sure. Oh, yeah. Or it'll be part. I mean, I bought Tekken 7. Right, that's the newest one. Uh, years later, and then they had like the year one and two stuff as a DLC for like, I think it was like twenty bucks. I was like, okay. So, and then I was able to play catch up that way. Um, obviously, like I said, if you're in the scene and you're trying to be competitive, that's not an option. But I was getting ready to buy those fucking season one costume packs for fucking DOA. Uh, DOA is is uh, a great example of how to be a little predatory when it comes with to five. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing it with six, but I almost did it. So, so I was like, I really like this game. I really like the character designs. They all look really great. Yeah. Which really they sucks put a I, lot of work into the fucking, the I way like these characters DOA, look, but DOA six fucking dope. Their, their DLC practices are shitty. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, you're picking it up. I'll probably wait just yeah. because money yeah. is tight. For sure. Yeah. I and it's not that. going anywhere. You're not no. playing competitively. So, yeah. no. All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you. Awesome Skeleton, for the uh, conversation. Um, then we got Keith also saying, WoW has an Iron Man challenge where you try to play the entire game without dying one time. If you die, you have to delete the character. Lol, no thank you. 
Nuzlocke challenge? I, wait, so like it's actually like a hardcore mode in WoW, or is that more like a, a community like social thing where like it's it's the Iron Man challenge? Because um, if it's that, I just wouldn't participate. But the hardcore thing, I I made a hardcore character in Diablo three, and though I played way slower with that character, there was a little bit of a thrill. I kind of get it. So not me. Fuck that. I won't do it. No, thanks. <laughs> not for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get why somebody would do it. Yeah. I won't. I'm not wasting that time. Well, and I couldn't do it for very long. Like, I'd like get a level or two and I'd log out. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I just... That, this, if I die, I lost the character. If I don't die and I get somewhere with that character, the bragging rights aren't worth it to me. I'm not but saying you're looking you're, for you're those. You're playing Hunt, though. Yeah, but those. but I have an overall progression. I do with other characters though in Diablo as well. So just not that character. I made that one with the intent of, you know, I'm not going to sit here and grind out legendaries and stuff with this character. I'm just going to see if I can make it to the end. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not putting fucking 20, 30 hours in a character. who can just die off. Yeah, <laughs> Plus I don't brag about if my fucking, I'm not, I'm not trying to get my hunters up to high level just to have them. I sell them. So they're gone. I retire <laughs> the fuck out of them as soon as they hit a high enough level. So there's an incentive to get them up there. It's like uh, I'm I'm struggling to try and get them to a point where I can get the uh, experience from them. Whereas in that, there's nothing. I'm not gaining anything except for going, fuck, yeah, I did it. I just can't do it. I, no, you know, I actually think that's a good evolution of, of that hardcore system, though. I kind of like the, the thought. I actually hope more people adapt. Above. Yeah, what if Diablo had that hardcore system and then uh, however high you get that fucking character, you can exchange that for or retire them or whatever. Retire them and get yeah. something for it. Yeah, I like that idea. So do I. That's why I play Hunt. Yeah. So, well, I'm not playing Hunt, but <laughs> and you should too. I'm just saying, like, you know, obviously that game came out more recently, and yeah, it, that's definitely like a game where hardcore mode is what you're doing. So, yeah. Except for your overall progression, that that just maintains. But yeah, your, for sure, your individual characters. It's it's like a roguelike. It feels like a roguelike. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Oh, Chris Keith. No. We're talking about Keith. Um, we're talking about Keith because I can't know. <laughs> oh, we talk about Keith now. Huh? Gossip time. Thank you for the comment, Keith. Thank you. Uh, and then the last comment we got was from when I reacted to uh, the dual sense letting you feel weather. They're saying that in the control, you can actually feel raindrops. <laughs> which is fucking crazy. And then Mafia Definitive Edition uh, talked about the details of that. And with that, we got a comment from uh, Agamemnon2, uh, and they say, the Mafia 2 remastered doesn't look that impressive right now. There seem to be a lot of audio issues with it. So I'm in the wait and see camp for a while. I've already played Mafia 3 on PS Plus. It wasn't the best game, but I had a decent time with it, which seems to be everybody's opinion on Mafia 3. Everyone says that. It's not the best thing. Well, that's fine. I thought the same thing. Yeah. I have the same opinion as you. Yeah, I even remember. Cause, and it's funny. Cause it plays fine. It's fun. I remember there being mechanics in the game. Like, oh, I really like certain things about this game. Yeah. So, But then you just do the same activities over and over, over again, and over, over and over yeah. and over and over. And For you're sure. like, ah, come on, motherfucker. This could have been great. Um, I wasn't there for that. And I actually have not seen anything on this. So this is hard for me to comment on outside of that, though. 
audio issues early on with the remaster. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. Um, pretty much what they did is uh, they're releasing a trilogy of all three Mafia games. Uh, Mafia 3 will pretty much be Mafia 3 because it's a newer game. Mafia 2 has been upgraded graphically, which is pretty cool. Mafia 2 already looked fucking great when it first came out, though. But specifically on PC, it was a huge difference between console and PC when it came to Mafia 2 when it came out. It got a uh, facelift, and then Mafia 1 is completely remade. Um, so oh, I, I can't wait to play that yeah, because neat. I played the first mafia and it, I had played it years after it came out and it was not, it's not mafia two. mafia two is fucking fantastic. So to get, uh, the original mafia remade in the mafia three, um, graphics, um, it's really cool. Cause it's, it's, I'll get to experience that game in a way that it will be more fun. It's a brand new game. Yeah. Just, oh, that uh, remade, so I, I uh, I like the idea of those games, and I'm not like Mafia Two is great. Even though I struggle with the genre, there have been some outliers. Uh, that like you know, Sleeping Dogs is a great example. I love the shit out of that game. Yeah, I don't. For yeah. some reason, you played that, beat it, loved it. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. I just wasn't expecting you to fucking dig it. I don't know, but I also, I mean, I beat Grand Theft Auto Four as well. So that's a weird one. Yeah, I Did actually you beat five. No, I couldn't. I tried <laughs> like three times. I bought it on Xbox 360, I bought it on PS4, and on PC. 4 is a fucking sleeper, though, man. Like, it came out, everyone loved it, and then it, like, sat for a little bit, and everybody got pissed at it because the fucking car physics are insane. They're weird, yeah. They're heavy. Those cars are fucking heavy. They're, they're all tanks, yeah. yeah. Um, And then it just, like, disappeared. 5 did its thing, and now I keep hearing people talk about 4. Everybody's like, 4 was the great one. That was the masterpiece and shit. And I'm like, really, storyline-wise, yeah, it had a really good story. I say there's some scenes I really liked where, like, uh, uh, Nico was, like, essentially towards the, Nico end of the, towards the end of the game where you're, like, trying to get through. I think it was a warehouse. It's been a long time now. But he's just, like, screaming at yeah, them. Like, a lot, there's a lot of scenes where he's fucking. He's just freaking out on him, basically. It's, like, about coming after his family or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But it, it was very intense, and I really enjoyed it those moments in that game so um i don't know why that game i was able to play and that's the only Grand Theft Auto i've been able to play so well i mean three was fun to play but the story was like whatever but that was in between the original grand theft autos that were the top down right. ones and what they did with four so that was them starting a revolution in fucking open world gaming essentially single-handedly um yeah audio issues that sucks kind of expected specifically when you are remastering a game that already existed before and you're changing some things about it they'll fix it i'm sure they fixed it by now already um hopefully uh but yeah i i actually plan on buying this trilogy when it's it's fully uh released mafia one's not out yet so when you buy the trilogy you get two and three but mm -hmm. you have to wait for one to come out or you can buy them individually i think kind of reminds me of that master chief collection yeah yeah um which is pretty cool i would love to i mean i'd be Mafia 2, and I was like, I'll never play that again, but it was great uh, because it, it ends very lin it's very It's a very linear. It's an open world game, but it, like the story goes through seasons and events happen that changes everything and how it happens, and once you beat it, it's over. So it's actually a very linear open world game. It's weird. Uh, but the story's really good. Uh, but when I beat it, I'm like, I was like watching a movie. I'm like, oh, it was really good. And I was like, done with it. I can go back into the open world to explore. There's not really anything to explore. That's something that those guys need to work on because Mafia 3 is the same problem. But uh, with with the facelift on it, I, I feel like I could go back and maybe play it from the beginning again. But Mafia 1 is the one I'm really excited about. Cool. Chris, any thoughts on Mafia? 
I don't really, I haven't really played much of them other than when we had for Plus Club. Uh, but I'm excited for people who really enjoy the series, and it feels like this is like the year of remakes and remasters. Yeah. Last question: Have you ever been in the mafia? You allowed to talk about that? Hey, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you for the comment, Agamemnon. Too. Every time I, I'm like, hold on, let me sound this out real quick. Agumon. I want an Agamemnon. Um, I knew that name. What is that name from? I know. I know it too, and I don't. I can't recognize it, but I, well, I recognize it, but I don't know where it's from. Um, but yeah, thank you for the comment, and thank you everybody who commented again. Remember, if you want to be considered to be uh, talked at. Uh, on the show, uh, type in hashtag AskTLG. We'll give you extra consideration. But that's going to do it for this episode. It's a very long and fucking broken episode of Taste the Cast on Taste of Gaming. As always, th- thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on uh, Tumblr. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Taste of Gaming. Uh, check our streams. Links down below. Uh, we have a Discord link down below as well. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, and yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Until next episode, have a good week, guys. Uh, hopefully you had a good Memorial Day and take it easy.